we got numbers. We got numbers. All right, guys. Welcome to episode number 414 of the Cleveland Moto Podcast. Light them up. Well, I jumped a guy. It was pre... pre uh, you pre or, uh, uh, premature, <laughs> premature beer ejaculation. So this is going to be a small cast, but we may get a call in. Yep. So to my immediate left is... Steve Sleepy. And to his left... Johnny Mac. And to his... Crawford. Jumping again, he's just again. jumping everything. <laughs> I just try to. You always want it to be done fast. I predict so he's going to be the first one to fall asleep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, probably beat us all to that. No, John's going to fall asleep because he actually did some work today. No, I clocked seven hours of CPAP time last night. So oh, you did pretty good. Oh, good for you, man. Excellent. How's that working out for you? I drove to Pennsylvania and back and didn't fall asleep once. You know what that says? <laughs> well, drive that says a whole lot. <laughs> good, good. I good, didn't have good to. For I haven't taken a nap yet today. So good news in the motorcycle community, everybody. Yeah. Because you know that not long ago we had announced that they were canceling all the Irish road racing. Yes. So and that would affect the Isle of Man because we don't want people showing up the Isle of Man. It's their first time on a motorcycle that year, right? And these uh, North uh, Irish Irish races are a big part of getting ready for the Isle of Man. So. Not that long ago, it was announced that the Northern Irish road racing season was going to be completely canceled due to the cost of insurance. And uh, people went fucking crazy. And they did an interesting thing. They said that they were going to open it up to uh, crowdsourcing. Okay. Now, this is an interesting thing that I looked up. The reason they had to cancel these races was the cost of the insurance had tripled. Mm. Yeah, no shit, right? So the cost of the insurance for this event, or these events, had tripled. And that's terrible. And what they said was, for the first time ever, we might have to ask people to start paying. Mm -hmm. Now, because these are open, these are on people's roads. So you don't exactly have grandstands and bleachers that you can head check people and, you know, oh, here's your wristband, right? It's just roll out of your house and walk to the road and there's the race, right? There is no spectator section per se. Roving ticket takers. They right, exactly. Like, let me see your breath. Yeah, let me see. Your, did you you're download? Standing along the road. Right. You're, you're watching. You must pay. Right, exactly. But I'm waiting for a bus. Yeah, sure you are. Anyway, so what they did was they went ahead and they did a, for, a fundraiser. They used GoFundMe and they came up with uh, $113,000. And it's a mixed uh, metaphor. Uh, they came out with about. 93,000 pounds of their 300,000 pound goal. Hmm. Holy shit, man. If your insurance went up three times and your goal is 300,000 pounds, that's some heavy fucking insurance. Yeah. Anybody like to guess why insurance went up so much? Because uh, I don't want the race to happen. I'll let you answer that question, but I mean, because it's using gasoline and killing the earth. Politicians, but that's why. <laughs> but, but yep. But go ahead. That's sort of like buying, uh, like lottery insurance. Okay, hmm? I'm going to yep. raffle off this bike. You buy insurance. If somebody wins the bike, insurance pays for the bike. That's exactly right. Well, three hundred thousand dollars worth of insurance at yeah. an event like that. Right. I mean, one hit. I mean, they could get sued for a million dollars or something. There could be, you know what I mean? Like, I would assume that that's it. You know what I mean? Like that, that might be cheap. So I did a deep dive, as I'm prone to do, about why has insurance gone up so fucking much? And it turns out, here's why insurance has gone up if you ask an insurance person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because you're going to get the truth. Because they're going to give you the truth. Definitely. According to the insurance industry. Right. So it turns out that due to a massive increase in the cost of hospitalization, Mm. to a massive increase in the cost of repairing damaged cars, Mm -hmm. and due to a massive increase in legal fees since, you know, past three years or so. And so due to increases in all of those things, the price of insurance has had to go up. I wonder if we know any small business owners in the room that have recently experienced a 300% increase in the cost of their insurance. (laughs) My my blanket stuff's gone up. Yep, absolutely. And mine went up a lot. I mean, a fuck lot. Wow. And I called them asking for a discount because, (laughs) you know, our staff has changed here. Yeah. And some of the people that don't work here anymore had some pretty sketchy driving backgrounds and stuff. Yeah. So they were high risk. So having them working at my shop and having them drive shop vehicles was kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. So when I was calling my insurance guys up and said, hey, um, you know, you know, Mr. XDUI and Mr. X suspended license and Mr. Uh, <laughs> drives too fast, has too many tickets, mm-hmm. they don't work here anymore. Right. So, uh, and we've gone from X number of people on our staff, seven or eight people on our staff, down to three people on our staff. Right. Seems like I'm due a rebate. Yeah. Or at least, yeah. Right. My exposure has gone down dramatically. Your exposure as an insurance company has gone down dramatically. And they said, well, let's look and see what you were paying. And they went, oh, that won't do. And they doubled my insurance. So risk went down dramatically. Number of operators went down dramatically. Number of insured vehicles, number of trucks we own and we deliver with has gone down dramatically. And yet our insurance doubled. They sent me a bill. You never get too cozy with an insurance company. It's a good time to shop it out. I mean, we're looking at... We've been with the same people for a long time. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Eh, mm-hmm. like, maybe we should try something else. But then I tried to call like State Farm. Yeah. And they never returned my calls. So That's right. Yeah. Well, like, you know what? Yeah. You know what's weird? There's like some, like, so we had this guy helping us with like just some financial, financial stuff. And then he recommended this other insurance company, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, we had one of the, like, I think it was State Farm or something like that. And it seemed like we were getting a pretty good rate. And so they hooked us up with like an insur- Erie insurance or something. Mm-hmm. And so I told the guy, I'm like, listen, bro. Like, I have, like, 12 motorcycles. We have four, three vehicles, all this stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah. Dude, they save me, like, $850 a year. Wow. Like, it is crazy. Like, when you talk, like, yeah. I, I never thought about change. And I was like, it can be like cell phones. You don't get rewarded for long no longevity with, no, a, with you a don't. cell phone. You, know, they just you really don't. You more and more. And the only real discount is to start new somewhere else. Absolutely. Yeah, this is our call-in. I'm sure if you guys are at home listening, you're mm-hmm. hearing our the sound of a call-in happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we're going to go ahead and... Chime Mr. Chris in here. Mr. Smith, Mr. Smith, how you doing? Hello, hello. Is this the, uh, is this the listener line? This is the listener line, my friend. You are coming through. You're you're on the air. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. And, we're going to make sure we got you going to the right devices and all that fun stuff. And uh, the biggest thing is, so we want to clarify to all of our listeners that you, in fact, are not here in Cleveland today. Correct. And uh, where, in fact, are you now? We are in Marrakesh, Morocco. Fantastic. Uh, so Marrakesh, Morocco. Now, you're nearing, are you getting near the middle of your trip now? Uh, toward, toward the end. We've got a, uh, a down day tomorrow. And then we have, I want to say, one or two more riding days in Morocco. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on. People don't right. realize that the shore is closed. The shop is closed. 
yeah, as people, usual. Yeah, as usual. Um, people would be like, well, of course they're open. They're always open. All right, there you go. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. So where, where are you at? Yeah, so we got a couple more more riding days here in, in, in Morocco, and then it's back across the uh, Straits of Gibraltar, and then uh, two more riding days uh, through Spain and up into Lisbon, Portugal, and uh, then we fly back home. Wow. So, uh, yeah. That sounds like a pretty epic trip you're on. Pardon me? Sounds like a pretty epic trip that you guys are on. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a real uh, it's been a lot of fun. There's been uh, some very uh, technical, challenging uh, uh, riding going on. Hey, Chris. And uh, we were we were yeah. de- we were debating, and we kind of have bets. So on the giant switchback thing that you sent a picture of. Yeah. How long did it take you to go up and down that thing? <laughs> Well, let's just say that I was the slowest. <laughs> no, out of all the uh, out of all the riders, but uh, and I was doing a lot of it in uh, second and third gear. I'll say that. That's just pretty but, good. Uh, Are you gaining some yeah. more confidence the more you ride? Uh, yes, but I'm also soiling myself more often. Okay, that's good. That's good. So are you thinking about uh, hanging up the Janus and getting yourself a Beamer now? Uh, yeah, I, I thought about it for a few minutes. <laughs> so what's been the most spectacular part of your trip so far? Uh, really, I would say a combination of, of, of the riding. Uh, there's been... Uh, there's been some interesting uh, places that we've stayed. Uh, like last night, for instance, we were in this uh, little place. It didn't really look like much, but once you got inside it, there, their food in in this tiny little restaurant was. Uh, it almost seemed like it was a French presentation uh, in some little uh, back area of of Morocco. I was just shocked at how. How interesting the food was. Um, the uh, I don't know. What do you think, Pete? What's been the most exciting? Pete like crossing the Atlas Mountains. So that's uh, a long way up, uh, back and forth, and a long way back down. How um, I, I remember yeah. before you left, you were concerned about the temperature and stuff. How how's the weather been for you? You know, the weather's been uh, not bad at all. Uh, Mid seventies, we had one day where it's maybe, you know, uh, high forties, low fifties. But uh, yeah, today was a high of eighty-five. Nice. Um, so there was no issue of of, of being too cold uh, for sure. That's good. Um, yeah, the uh, I sent you the uh, the information on the uh, ride that monkey uh, young man who uh, is riding his uh, Honda Monkey around the world. Oh. And he finishes up just in about, oh, I don't know, two weeks. Uh, he came up out of Senegal and met us here in uh, Marrakesh. And uh, he's going to finish up in uh, April 8th or something like that, Pete? In, yeah, he's going to finish up in Portugal. 
And he's a Portuguese. And, uh, he's a Portuguese. Uh, Andre Sousa or Sousa is his name, right? Correct. Yeah, I've been doing, correct. looking into, you know, doing a little stalking of him, and that's an insane ride that he's doing. It really sounds. And he's been doing it for Go ahead. three years. He's been on the road. Three years? Oh my god! Holy yeah, shit! I'm not gonna lie. It sounds really cool when you say. Yeah, we're here in Morocco. We're here in Marrakesh. Yeah. I mean, you do sound worldly. Ah. Did you, uh, were you able to strike up a conversation with anybody from Ohio? Actually, uh, we, uh, we were at a, a roadside stop where, um, I don't know if I sent you the photo of uh, Pete on the back of a rearing horse, but uh, there was a gentleman that walked by and started asking us about uh, riding the motorcycles, uh, about the tour group. So I asked the guy where he's from. He says, uh, he's from California. I said, well, we're from Ohio. He said, well, actually, I grew up in Ohio. I said, well, where about you grow up? He said, Cleveland. Said, oh, no. What part of Cleveland? The guy says, Brackville. I said, you got to be shitting me. I knew so, it. Yeah, and then, I knew you'd do it. We yeah, and then uh, toward the toward the beginning of the uh, the tour, we bumped into a woman who uh, she says that her son uh, lives in Rocky River. Right, <laughs> 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 that's so, so amazing. We're across the world, and we bump into these folks. Yeah. You always <laughs> manage to find somebody somewhere right. that that is close to that's from close to home. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so so Monkey Boy knows uh, 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 Pete's uncle, who uh, is a big uh, big motorcycle enthusiast, and uh, uh, Monkey Boy meets this guy down down in Texas, and turns out that uh, it's some uh, distant relative of Pete Hemsley. <laughs> it's like, holy shit! So, it's a small world. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. So the um, so the writers, it's uh, Pete and myself, and then there's a guy by the name of Frank from, he's from Porto, Portugal, and then there's a husband and wife team from uh, Brazil, and then uh, there's a, uh, probably Pete's favorite guy is uh, Paul from uh, Rome, Georgia, and uh, Paul is a... Uh, He's a he's an injured he's a mentally injured uh, army veteran. I've got and, your picture. Uh, I've got the picture of you guys all standing on top of the sand dunes pulled up right now. And yeah. so I believe I see your your couple uh, from Portugal, right? So I see those yep. folks, and then I, I see Pete. So I see Pete uh, with his very Hemingway beard. And I see you rocking the very stylish shamach of, uh, of to see so you, you know blend right in, and then I see a guy wearing a Poughkeepsie shirt, who's uh, yeah, who's uh, wearing a gray Poughkeepsie shirt who passes the uh, Mister Clean test for hair. Yeah. And then I've got another fella with a blue and white shirt on the end of your picture, who's uh, not so tall. And then I got a fella, a tall, uh, sort of a. Uh, lanky-looking fellow with a Dainese shirt on, glasses, with a military haircut and glasses. Well, it's 
No, it's 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 the guy with the Mr. Clean haircut. Yeah, the Mr. Clean haircut. Uh, so he's so he's the one yeah. that said some. Uh, you said he's a veteran. Yeah, yeah, but uh, he's on all sorts of meds. And sometimes he takes his meds, and sometimes he doesn't. And he he acts up quite a bit at the uh, at the dinner table, and and uh, and he, he likes to mix his his uh, prescription meds with as much wine as he he can get his hands on. So he's been kind of a handful. Do you put the corks uh, on the forks? <laughs> yeah. yeah. As we should. What was as his name? Roderick? Roderick? Rupert. Rupert. <laughs> Rupert. 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 the monkey boy. Yeah, Rupert has corks on the forks. <laughs> oh, my do you, God. Do you guys, are you guys sending him toward the, the, the big hairy turns first? <laughs> <laughs> So did you have you uh, had any exotic alcohol while you're on this trip? No, no. So today was the first day of Ramadan. Oh, uh, so surprisingly, uh, the two guys from the um, the tour company they will drink these espresso coffees about every hour and a half. Yeah, which which is a nice break when you're when you're riding your bike. Um, but interestingly enough, they had kind of forgotten that it's Ramadan, so nobody's serving any coffee. So you got to really search out places that will uh, uh, serve to, you know, Europeans and whatnot. Right. So, uh, well, let's um, let's get to the important stuff. Have you sampled the hash yet? <laughs> uh, well, Pete has. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so, so. But uh, we've gone, I don't know, like 1,300 miles in uh, about six days. That's good. And, uh, yeah, good clip. That beats all yeah, seven of yeah. your last years. <laughs> Have you had any troubles, any hiccups? I don't think so. Well, um, actually, so, well, Paul the Whack Job was the, the biggest trouble. Um, there's So the husband and wife team from Brazil, poor gal, she can just barely get her tiptoes on on the ground. So yeah, she, she looks has, like she looks like she's about five foot nothing in this picture. Yeah, are they they two so, up or are they riding this uh, separate bikes? Separate bikes. Okay. And uh, is, is she on a seven fifty? Yeah, so she's on a seven fifty, and about the second or third day in, in a parking lot, she was trying to reorient herself, and just you know the bike dropped over. And uh, caught her on the, uh, I want to say the right ankle. So that kind of crunched her. Um, no, that was the first time. <laughs> and then the uh, second time we were in a, a we're pulling into a uh, hotel and there's a lot of sand. So as we came in the hotel, she, she dropped again early in the morning. So she's been, she's been down and out days now in the truck which luckily you know they're able to load the the uh, bike in the back of the truck and reorient the, the luggage and she just rides in the back of the van uh, so you know things limping around and uh, I guess her ankle is about the size of a watermelon oh Jesus oh, <laughs> oh man so everybody's kind of cooking along and uh, doing alright so is she still I'm the shittiest writer of the group, so that's uh, that's good for everybody else. So the woman with the watermelon foot is still still.
staying well ahead of you? Uh, you, you know what? She's she's got pretty good skill when when she's going. I'll give her that. So. <laughs> So the woman that can't shift or put her feet down is doing better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you that one. <laughs> okay, so let me get this right. So it's the 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 guy with the traumatic brain injury. <laughs> he's on, he's on, on point. On, on drugs and drinking. <laughs> you got a hell of a crew there. You got a hell of a crew there. <laughs> I, I tell you what, and and he's a uh, he's one of these guys who has to ride right behind the uh, the uh, the tour leader Carlo. So he's oh. always in the number one spot, and he says that he refuses to ride behind anybody else. And it's just one of those things where you roll your eyes. And say, okay, Paul, go ahead. Just let him be in the pocket, man. Fine. Yeah, just let him be in the pocket. Yeah. If you put him anywhere else, he's going to yeah. cause trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, uh, Frank, the guy from uh, Portugal, he's a very good rider. And, and I kind of agree with Pete, but he's probably, other than the uh, the tour guide, Carlo, uh, Frank's probably the uh, best rider among us. And, oh, that's uh, fantastic. Well, Pete's, yeah, so Pete's it, no slouch. Pete's an excellent rider, so I'm sure he can keep up with whatever the hell's going on. Yeah, yeah, Pete's, Pete's hanging in there. and. Uh, he thinks he's a slouch, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's really doing well. Um, so, has, has anybody taken any unscheduled off-road adventures? Negative. Negative. Okay. Although we did have we did have a lot of uh, gravel and uh, uh, roads under construction today, where you know you're 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 cutting along uh, on these probably. I don't know. The roads are maybe twenty feet across, and in in uh, in both directions, and uh, it was it was tight, and you're you know you're bouncing along quite a bit, or at least I was. Yeah. And uh, so, well, hang on, Pete's going to tell a quick story. Yeah, bring it on. Did you ever see the movie Duel with Dennis Weaver with the crazy truck driver? Oh hell yes. yeah! Yeah, yeah, that's a great movie. We followed that guy down the hill today. We couldn't get around this son of a bitch. He was driving that thing like like a sports car down the these switchbacks, and we could not get around. He was driving the wheels off of that thing, and I commend him. The switch guy even said the switchbacks that we saw the picture of that you sent out today was that um, foothills or the steps of the Atlas Mountains? It's called Datus Gorge. It's D A D E S. It's the Datus River. Mm Hmm. I'm probably messing up the pronunciation of that, but it's it's actually pretty famous. Uh, it was used in a Cadillac convert, uh, commercial a couple of years uh-huh. ago that they filmed there. And it, you see it in car magazines with some regularity. And it's kind of a famous motorcycle road, but it's relatively short. It was only, what, three, four miles to the top of that? Yeah. Oh. But not, not the Atlas Mountains, not out just the court. Okay. Yeah, because the that switchback set that series looked like you had about fourteen or fifteen good turns all strung together. Oh yes, it looked uh, it looked pretty rad. Did did Smith get yeah. his hand on the pavement as he leaned over on some of the turns? Did that happen? He did, but that's just because he has eight arms. The bike was completely upright. 
Um, so, um, you guys are, are you guys on the 850s? We are both on the 850s. Yeah, you're both on the 850s. Because it's very funny, uh, in the photographs, you guys are not little guys, right? So, the bike does look kind of small. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a three-quarter scale BMW in the one picture, Pete. You looked like you were manhandling the thing. Well, I was, but that had nothing to do with the size of the bike. <laughs> <laughs> That was the angle or something. Chris used a fisheye lens. Oh, yeah, clearly. It's the same lens you used when it made it look like you guys... Yeah, it's a photographer, I'll Yeah, it almost looked like you guys were jumping in the air at one moment, and I know that's not possible. That was after the hash. Gravity is less. Gravity is less. I figured it was after the hash, and you guys were just floating. <laughs> It's a it's it like Selma and Louise. By all means, I mean we are getting a we're getting a giant kick out of you guys' pictures. It is super super cool. Um, what a what a legendary trip. I mean that's uh, that's it's just amazing. Oh yeah. Well, and and we enjoyed the camel ride too. Yeah. So I saw that the 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 Arabian horse that's that Pete was on. That was uh, doing a twelve o'clock wheelie is for motorcycle fo- folks. Um, that's some shit right there. That doesn't happen every day. Well, uh, it was it was at a roadside stop where they were selling everything under the sun, and then there was three or four horses there, and uh, everybody's kind of milling around. And before you know it, Pete's up on the top of this horse, up on the horse's back. And I looked at what the hell's going on here. And then uh, the guy who has the reins of, of the horse kind of jiggles it, and the thing rears its, its, its front legs up, and Pete's throwing his hands up in the air like he's, uh, you know, Buster Scruggs or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it, it, uh, it looks legit. I mean, that's a 100% straight-up cowboy shit right there. yippee ti yay motherfucker. Yeah. When I saw that picture at first, I figured it. They were at the same time, too. There were Gibraltar monkeys running around. No way. When I saw that picture, I thought it was a fiberglass horse in front of Wall Drug. And I realized, no, that was a real, actual, living, breathing animal. Did, uh, did Chris get to race uh, the camels? Did you get to race a camel, Chris? Race the camel? Yeah, I strongly recommend that for people who are in that part of the world. Get involved in some dromedary racing. Um, that, that hasn't been an option so far. Well, but, uh, actually, if, that, if that comes up, I'll certainly take advantage of it. If you get down to the beach, they tend to have that set up by the beach and they'll get dumb tourists to pay them a lot of money and you'll jump on the back of a camel, which will throw you after about 70 or 80 feet. Now, also, yeah. if you're going to look at a camel toe, careful because they spit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, uh, okay. So how many days do you guys have left in the tour? We finish up on Sunday. Okay. All right. So that's and and is that back in Portugal or are you finishing up your you know you're on your the return uh, leg? Uh we we finish up in Portugal. Okay, in, you do in in Lisbon. Lisbon, yeah, yeah. Where we return the bikes and all that kind of stuff. And then uh Pete and I'll make our way out to the airport the next day and uh fly back to the good old US of A. 
Fantastic. And now, do you want to take this opportunity to do a completely shameless plug for the tour company? Absolutely. It's called Moto Explorers, and uh, they operate out of Lisbon, and they do a number of different tours all through uh, Europe and North Africa. Um, the, the tour guides, I will say, uh, do a very good job of uh, managing the diverse personalities, including Mr. Clean, uh, <laughs> you know, military so issues. Are they going to be talking about him uh, for about 100 years? Well, here's the goofy thing. Yeah. He has been a customer of theirs before. Oh. And he's rented bikes from them. Oh. And he's gone on tours with them before. Oh. And Pete and I are just scratching our heads thinking, man, they got to be pretty friggin' desperate to have this guy on, a, on tour after tour. But, uh, you know, hey. Hey, but his money spends, they, right? Yeah, yeah. His um, yeah, his money spends. So, but they've been they've been very very good, and uh, you know the uh, it's it's nice having the van to uh, uh, carry your luggage and stuff like that. You know, kicking yeah. around with that every morning, and uh, you know there's regular breaks while you're going along uh, on the uh, on on the bikes during the day, and then you know we've had kind of kind of longer days, and then an occasional short day. So they, I, I think they've been doing it long enough that they uh, have have it put together. So it really does work well. So now, are you Moto Explorers? Are you still in Tangiers? No, okay. we're we're in Marrakesh right now. You're in Marrakesh. We will, uh, yeah, yeah. We will leave uh, Tangier to uh, go across the uh, Straits of. Uh, of Gibraltar. Okay, so and you guys got a, you, whole so you guys today today got done with the Atlas Mountains, right? Correct. Yeah. That's correct. Okay, so you're in the you're you're day ten essentially. Yeah. Right. Cool. Oh, that's badass. That is. Will fantastic. you be riding on the Marrakesh Express? Yeah. Will they be yeah, taking well, you to he, Marrakesh? He <laughs> was actually playing that this morning oh hell at yeah the restaurant where we, where we had our breakfast so, absolutely yeah, yeah do you have a joke for us uh joke? boy we 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 had something but we had, you had something prepared but <laughs> <laughs> that's okay uh, well well oh yeah yeah so so he was telling me that uh did, did you know that the pigeons die after having sex? No. Well, at least the one that Pete fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> A dad joke from 5,000 oh, miles away. That is perfect. <laughs> He's signing in from Africa with a joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many miles? Like five, six thousand? How many miles? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like a lot, right? Like ten? I don't know. Africa, man. Yeah, in Africa. Oh, that's cool. So tomorrow, yeah, you guys can have your big overland day, uh, your transitions day uh, between the special stages. Uh, Marrakesh to Tangiers. That's a hike, man. Yeah. That is a yeah, hike. So that's going to be a, that'll be a day after tomorrow. Tomorrow's a rest day. Yep. Yeah, Marrakesh to Tangiers is a hike. 
Yeah. And here to Seville, Spain. Yep. Seville, Seville to Lisbon. Okay. All right. So you're going back Seville then. Okay. So you're going back inland. All right. Well, Seville to Lisbon, yeah, that's a hike too because you're gonna get you're gonna get some more twisty roads there. So you're gonna pick up you're gonna pick up some more twisty roads between Seville and Lisbon. Will you see any Lisbians when you're in Lisbon? Fuck <laughs> it. Only if we're lucky. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Cleveland Moto Podcast, a podcast and populated entirely by nine year old boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for giving us a call, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, we'll see you when we get back in town. Hell oh, yeah. yes. We'll have to do an in-person wrap-up. Have fun. Over some very strong cocktails. Good fellas. All right, man. You ride guys fast will... and take chances. Yes, ride Woo! fast and take chances for uh-huh. sure. Have fun, man. We'll see you yeah. guys. Later. That was awesome. What a great call-in. Yeah. That is super cool that's a that's a stretch man that's that's badass super cool uh i have not been i went to a, on a trip to marrakesh when i was stationed there in 1989 so uh, i was stationed in tunisia and went on a little side trip and it was pretty cool pretty rad so that's uh that's neat i'm just glad these guys are having a blast very cool trip yeah, that's uh that's a neat thing 14 days just out riding motorcycles. Crazy. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Well, right? Nothing wrong with that at all. That's yeah. what we're doing next week. Well, not for 14 days and not in doing? Africa. Me yeah. and John and Nick. Yep. North Carolina trip. And yep. Dan are going back to North Carolina. When uh, when are you going to start that trip? Next. Uh, well, that brings us to an important question. Uh, any, uh, do you have any Kendons lying around? <laughs> <laughs> we realized that all of our trailers are not set up for two big bikes to take really? with this. Yeah. Well, I've got a number of Kendons, but the good news is they need just a tiny bit of maintenance. That's what we figured. We kind of suspect exactly. That's right. what we're bringing that's it up now. Right. That's a good. Yeah. That's yeah. a good thing. So but we uh, have plates. We have enough plates between us that we got the plates covered. You got the plates covered. Yeah. yeah. Hope of it actually being registered. Right. Yeah. You got that covered. Well, you got yeah. a plate to hang on. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I do. So uh, okay. I, in my warehouse, I've got the one really nice Kendon that's for two big bikes that has the Sponson box on the front. Okay. And has all the cool shit. But that's ready to rock and roll right now. Just squeeze a little grease in the bearing. She'll be ready to rock. Okay. Yes, sir. No big deal. Yes, yeah, it's pretty we'll easy We'll even stuff. wash it. I'll have to check that. I have two brand new tires for it. Huh? Because the tires were... Eh. So the tires are good for local runs, but well, I wouldn't think put about what John drove last year. The I tires know. were from a lawnmower from 1943. <laughs> Wait, John said... But I have brand... And- the good yeah, thing is right. those tires were readily available at Harbor Freight. Mm-hmm. Yes, they were. <laughs> that's exactly right. So that's one of those cool things. If you have a trailer where everything on your trailer is available at Walmart or Harbor Freight, you're good. So you can go in and buy a mounted tire on a rim for seventy bucks. Oh, it was less than that. It was game on. Tires was under a hundred bucks. Yeah, so like, were those like twelve inches or? Yeah, they're twelve. Twelve inch or ten inches? Yeah. So, uh, but the Kendon's got full size 15s yeah. on it. That's what he was very much concerned yeah. with. Like, he didn't I, want to use any of our shit. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, okay, my bike yeah. is 690 pounds. Yeah. Oh, right? no. It's a real motorcycle. John's is probably 590, yeah. right? It's right. a little bit less. Wait, you need a Versus? Huh? 
How much is our Africa twin? It's like 600 some pounds, right? Right. No, it's yeah. not 600 pounds. I'm pretty sure. No, it's uh, uh, in the 500s, isn't it? Well, not anymore. I mean, I have a box <laughs> on it and fucking crash bars and a fucking thing and all the other Versus stuff. This is actually kind of light. So an really? Africa twin, according to the internet, an Africa twin weighs between 501 and 552 pounds. Okay, but we'll put gas and everything else. So right. 600, 600 pounds and you're safe. You're That's a good, yeah, okay. Yeah. And right. then what about adverse Nazis? Okay, let's find out. Let's see what Aversis weighs. Yeah. Uh, see, this is stuff that you need to think about before going on a trip. That's a fucking lootly. Yeah. Aversis uh, weighs 482 pounds. So 500. So we're talking about about 1,100 pounds on the old trailer. Right, right. Plus exactly. the trailer. Yeah. yeah. But, yep. I mean, and also it's top heavy weight. It's not low down weight. So, like, if you don't yeah. have the good tires and you start to get a bounce. So this is why. The Kendon does a good job of making it low down. The, the right. Kendon's pretty magical. Yeah. So the Kendon is pretty magical. But what I would say is. I have the tires already, mm -hmm. so if somebody wants to take their time and mount these two brand new tires onto the trailer that already exists, you can have brand new I, tires I got on it. a my, perfectly good functioning trailer. My neighbor has the machine. There you I go. Can, I, and balancer and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. I got the, you. The Hillbilly Network yep. will serve you, well, my yeah. friend. <laughs> and I'm sure you won't be stoned at all when you do that job. Nope. 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 No, because he'll do it. <laughs> I swear, I swear to God, it's yeah. a very good thing. It is. Every time I go over there to do something, yeah. I'm like, "Hey, let me do." He's like, "Let me show you how to. Let me let me just show you. Well, I, I just want to show you." I yeah. well, did one. You might as well do the other. Yeah, yeah. Show well, me again. I just want to see that trick. How did you do that trick on the back? I don't, I was, I don't understand how this works. I yeah, like, yeah, I like how you seat my bead. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we should be good. Get some tires on there. Be right, good. So yep. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you want, when whenever you gentlemen feel like the time is right, um, what I'll do is I've got to make a run over to my warehouse anyway. Yeah. So um, if you want, I if if it's empty, I can pull it with my car, right? Of course you can. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll pick it up. I'll do it Saturday. Well, I'll, I'll make sure it, get the tires. I'll on. make sure the trailer works its way here. Okay. So the trailer will work its way here from the warehouse. So I got to okay. bring a few bikes over anyway. I'm off. So oh, when are you off? From now till Monday. Steve's like, I'm changing that. <laughs> are you taking off next week then too? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what, boss? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. You don't have to put up with me. Comp time. You scared me away. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, I'm going to lose like 10 pounds now. Oh, <laughs> I have to do work. So it's, anyway, tomorrow... If you want to come and give me a hand tomorrow, because I got to go bring a car over from the warehouse, and I could bring back like five bikes too at the same time. If you're help, if you're helping. What time are you thinking? I get here at eleven. I go home at six. Yep. So be here at eleven. If you want to be here at eleven, that's cool. Uh, I have things, but I'll I could help too if you want. I mean, yeah. if you want to make it one trip, I could help too. No, I mean, I've got to bring a car back anyway. We'll discuss that. Um, anywho. That's that's great because then it's my chocolate. You skipped over breakfast. My chocolates and your peanut butter. We're good. Yep. Yeah. But so, so here's the yeah. interesting thing. So mm -hmm. we were excited because somebody on the group that you know we're doing the trip with yeah. was like, oh, the wheels through time thing is like 15 minutes from where we're staying. It is very close to where you're staying. But they're not open. It's the same thing happened last year. <laughs> why are they not open? It's the same as last year. Why why would they not be open? What's the I mean, uh, I don't I hey look, it's their game. They can run it. It's winter, right? Man. All right, fair enough. But it's just okay. like, man. Well, yeah. There's so plenty of shit to do down there. It, There's maybe. plenty of shit oh, to no, do no, down no. there. We'll be fine. We'll be yep. fine. That's it. Good you for you guys. Put in a phone call and be like, any chance you're going to be in? Any chance it's like a fluke? You're going to be open on a Saturday? Or and how yeah. many guys are you going to have? Like four, four or five guys. That's more than they might see on a regular day when they're open. So right, right. 
It might be worth one of them to show up. They're always they're generally very congenial, very awesome people. Yeah, we got some uh, donation money for you, man. Right. Why don't you? you do anything special? But we just thought it maybe if you happen to be there. Right. Exactly. That's it. Would really make her day. Well, and they're pretty. Look, I've been there a couple of times, and they're wonderful people. So, I it is one of my favorite museums on planet Earth. If you're not right. in California, it's one of my favorite museums ever. So, yeah. um, speaking of motorcycles and things mm-hmm. and things like this that, this is a motorcycle podcast. Right. <laughs> so last week you you expounded on um, you know Buell and like their your thoughts on where they are now and in the company. Oh, you mean. They're they're owned by a liquidation company, right? Okay, fair enough. But yeah, did, did you? My s- phone heard us talking because I keep getting Buell. Ad Me too. Ad, Buell but did you see? Buell I sent it to you, and it said, "Get your money down now on a brand new 2024 Buell." Let's talk about that. <laughs> Let's just talk about get your money down now. Now. I thought I posted something like, "I think you might." Phil Waters might have something. You to say about You might that. not want to miss the unique opportunity be part of our bankruptcy to be part of (laughs) the legend that is buell motorcycles right well let me tell you about how history has a tendency to repeat itself so very frequently in the motorcycle industry people will pronounce this as the greatest motorcycle that ever lived that you can't buy always always right we all know And, and here at our podcast we said fuck you if you're gentleman's quarterly magazine and you say that the number one motor, electric motorcycle, the number one electric motorcycle in the world, according to Gentleman's Quarterly Magazine, is the Triumph Electric. Well, let me tell you a little something about the Triumph Electric, the TE1. There are no plans to produce this as a manufactured production-run motorcycle. That's not my words. That's Triumph. Okay? Sure, you can't buy one. That's a fact. You cannot purchase this electric motorcycle. Yet, Gentleman's Quarterly, in an interest to uh, search engine optimization or what have you, decided to hitch its wagon to the words Triumph, Electric, and Motorcycle, which has a lot of search hits. And big fucking news, you can't buy one, guys. You just can't fucking buy one. So don't tell me it's the greatest fucking electric motorcycle in the world if it can't be purchased. So dumb. So if I can't buy it, it's not the greatest electric motorcycle in the world. It's the greatest fever dream, jerk off, wake up with wet sheets situation ever. That's great, but it ain't a motorcycle, right? right? It is what it is. It's a concept or a prototype or a a one-off, but you can't buy it. Right. Okay, enough said. Again, Triumph has no plans of building this motorcycle. It's there. You can see it. So why do you think they do that? Like, that had to be a, a, a fairly decent investment into even creating it. Because Triumph needs to make sure that its shareholders understand that the world is, the future is electric and we're going to be there, pal. Oh, we're just not doing it now. But there, did you see our bike over there? Mm-hmm. All right, we can do that. Okay. Same reason Harley did it. Gotcha. Okay, that's it. That is exactly what it is. And if you look at all the numbers that the Triumph put down, it's the exact, exact same shit you can get by buying a zero. So it doesn't matter. The zero exists. Shit in one hand, wish in the other. See which one fills up first. <laughs> right? My drill sergeant told me that. Hear you, hear you. Yeah, it's just the way the world works, man. Yeah. Okay, so there you go. Now, let's talk about for a second places you can throw your money away if you're stupid. <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay. Why not? Arc electric motorcycles. Not confused with uh, Keanu Reeves' arch. arch. Right. 
<laughs> oh, I didn't think about that before. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Arc Electric Motorcycles. Luxury Electric Motorcycle Company files for bankruptcy after crowdfunding $1 million. Oops. <laughs> I'm sure all those people got their money back. Yeah. I'm sure they did. Is this did. the brother of that XTX guy or whatever? <laughs> Again, Arc Vector Maker files for bankruptcy. So wait, can we just can we just say this now? And just, So Cleveland Moto is saying this right now. Oh, hold Elect- on. Electric motorcycles are the cryptocurrency of the motorcycle world. <laughs> they might be. Right? They might be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't speak too loudly about my no, internal like beliefs, you have, but... But eh, you have... Right. Like, so Bitcoin is like zero. Right. Bitcoin's like zero. They have a bit of backing. They're <laughs> kind been around of around. for a while. Yeah, like it. you know, there, yeah, there's some stability right, to them. The, right. the blockchain is available. But I don't have a pocket full of Bitcoin where I have twelve zeros parked in my right, showroom right, behind right. me. But yeah. seriously, but all these other ones like are like Dogecoin and yeah, whatever. Sure. You know, whatever. they just pop up. Right. So they pump and dump. They yeah. get you all excited. Yeah. The people make money. Yeah. Never happens. Never happens. Yeah. yeah, it's a non-fungible token. Yeah. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. I got look at. I got a picture of a bored chimp. Right. All right. Fair enough. Well done. Now here we go. Now I read that I read that headline to you guys. A cautionary tale. Luxury electric motorcycle company files for bankruptcy after crowdfunding $1 million. Now I gotta announce so you don't get confused, that headline was from 2019. Mm-hmm. Check. I'm gonna read you a headline from now. Oh, let me guess. Eric Buell bought them. No, I'm kidding. No, my friend. Arc Vector Electric Motorcycle back from the dead. Oh, good. good. Preparing for deliveries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One hundred and twenty thousand dollars per bike. They must have ran out of that first mill. <laughs> you know what happened? They ran out bankruptcy. Of- yeah. Do you know what they didn't change? Their name. Right. Do you know how much of the money they gave back to the original investors? Zilch. By law, none. That's what I'm saying. They okay. ran out Wait. of money. That's Squatouche. why. Squatouche, as Chris would say. <laughs> exactly. So here we have it. If you're dumb enough, fool me once. Fool on you or fool, fool on me you. once. Yeah. Shame on me. You. You. Yeah. Fool me twice. Won't get fooled again. Yeah, right. No. Uh sorry, that was George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> that was Won't right. get fooled again. Right. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So here we are. It is year of our Lord 2022 when this article comes out. Back from the dead. Preparing for deliveries. Oh, that was 22? That was in January of 2022. Oh, so we have a new update, don't we? Oh, I'm going to tell you how many deliveries have happened. Aha. Uh-huh. At none. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So remember that time they ripped you off in 2019? Yeah. Remember when they came back in January of 2022 and they said, preparing for deliveries? Let me tell you how many have been delivered. None. Right. This is- it's the number that is the name of the motors, electric motorcycle you should have bought. Zero. Right. Right. So, good. You know what they're doing? Yeah. They're like... Your daughter's dead, Miss Jones. And then like a year later, they're like, well, actually, we think we might have a lead. There's yeah. there's still hope. And then, Do you know what would be better than selling people motorcycles in the form of uh, crowdfunding or crowdsourcing? Or, Do you know what we could do? Do you know what would be even better? Imagine if we could sell them stock. <laughs> Do you know who likes stock? Rich white people. Yeah. Do you imagine? I wonder if we could sell somebody stock instead of actually selling somebody a motorcycle. Well, I... I'm pretty sure you'd have to be American to do that. And for the record, yes, you'd have to be American to make that happen because that would be Curtis, no, Curtis no motorcycles. Hey, remember that Confederate Hellcat? Yeah. And we're going to track the DNA from Confederate Hellcat all the way to Curtis. Right. So Curtis decided instead of selling you a, a crowdfunding, 
no, 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 crowdfunding is for hipsters and, and Etsy people and, and you know, <laughs> those people. For uh, cold, you know, for good, solid Americans, we need stock. <laughs> so they did. They went public. Interesting. And for $1,000, you could get stock that was 20 cents a share. Mm-hmm. Oh, what? You, yeah, that's how it works. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh. So that's how it works. Okay. Got yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. So, so the way it works is, if you want to be uh, rather than being part of crowdfunding, right? Which means we might have to give you your money back someday. So you're getting five thousand. We're going to make you a shareholder. Yeah. Which means you get nothing. Right. Right. Oh, we shareholders lose their ass all the time. Money. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, it didn't work out. Yeah, we tried really we tried hard. Real hard <laughs> for twenty cents a right. share. Yeah. They went public. This is a Willy Wonka fever dream. Dude, this is, you know what that is? This is is the Curtis Electric motorcycle, um, which has, since its start of the vaporware campaign, has looked like various different things. I love when they keep saying the word Curtis and Bruff Superior in the same sentence to give it credibility. Unfortunately, it's a set of Flash Gordon or something. It is. No, it's from Flesh Gordon. Yeah, but you know what? Because you can see it's a giant penis in the bottom of the motorcycle. But you know who already has a deposit on one is Smith because it's going to look just perfect (laughs) next to his Janice. (laughs) (laughs) So... They have a number of prototypes, by the way. And if you invest in the company at a high enough level, $200,000, they'll sell you one of their prototypes they didn't sell. Oh, they'll sell it to you? Yeah, $200,000. Or $300,000 for the other one. Gotcha. Because there's a sucker born every minute. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Jay Leno's out there. He'll pick one up. Right. Exactly. Fair enough. That's one. So but these are the guys that like... They held out for so long, and then they're like, the world is probably mad at us for having a thing called Confederate. So they finally fucking changed. Now this is that company, right? The, in, the owner of, the owner of uh, Curtis yeah. has actually said, I'm going to beat Harley Davidson at their own game in a stunning move of hubris, right? <laughs> yeah. In an astonishing display of hubris. But anyway, did we talk to him at the IMS show? A couple I years did. Ago? Yeah, we yeah. all stood there. Yeah, talk- we stood yeah. there and talked to the and guy. You, for I a interviewed while. you talking to him. I did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah right. Yeah. And so that's that's the game, right? And there we have it. He straight up did. He threw the gauntlet down. He threw up the gauntlet hard. And so the new news for 2023. Remember, I tell you about yeah. 19. Yeah. And we talked about 22. Yep. It's 23, my friends. Curtis does more crowdfunding. Plans to bring in begin production this year so now he has a thing where he actually has a video you can watch that's catering to investors Mm. because he doesn't want to sell you the motorcycle now he wants investors yeah it turns out there's a 100 percent profit margin in this motorcycle yeah because if you don't have to build it or sell or actually have it (laughs) yeah you're getting 100 percent of that profit (laughs) so what about all the advertising and shambuzalizing So they said that they're going to make 30 motorcycles this year. Oh, that's at, great. At $110,000 a piece. But there's going to be a, a 100% profit margin built into each motorcycle. So each motorcycle only costs 55000 to make, but they're selling them for 110000 mm-hmm. But honestly, there is no, you don't have to advertise it anymore. You just have to have a really cool rendering. And these fucking magazines will just fucking jump all You'll over. You'll be the number one electric like, motorcycle like, in the world, like, just according the to Gentleman's Quarterly. If you're willing to talk to somebody, yeah. Like, oh, yep. yeah, post it. Oh, my God. Oh. When you read this copy, they say the word Livewire one nine or ten different times. I mean, there is. we live in a society, folks, in a world <laughs> where marketing has trumped 
actual existing well, merchandise. This is what my question, I guess. If right. you look at the electric motorcycle industry in a whole, right? Yes. So you have a few companies that actually produce shit, like Zero and Energica. I think there's three. So Harley. Right. Energica. And Zero. And Zero. Okay. Because beneath them is like Cake and Sauron, but those aren't technically like real, I can ride them on the freeway motorcycles. Right. So, but, but my point this, this is the hovercraft of yesteryear where it was like, a hovercraft for fifty dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you spend fifty dollars, and you get the plan. You get the plan yeah, yeah, yeah. to build an electric bikes, a motorcycle. You can have an actual functioning submarine for just nine dollars and sixteen box tops. But I guess I, what I'm getting at yes. is like, so what are what are Zero's numbers for a year? Like, how many electric motorcycles do you think? Just like if you could ballpark in your over ten k. So ten thousand, right? Over ten k. So that's a very small in, in the motorcycle market. Yes, that's a fucking that's a that's a pinpoint. That's a rounding error for kinetic or Bajaj or yeah. yeah, right. yeah right. So my point yeah. is, or is all these yeah. companies, right. all these companies that are coming up and, and and people are dumping millions of dollars into them. Sure, they're going after a share like the a share of the motorcycle market that is literally a pinprick on the side. You know, and they're trying to take part of that away. So, which is more? Which is do I dare say the word timeshare? Right. Do I dare say uh, you it know mid-level so. marketing? Right. Yeah. Well, like, what's the end game? More money than brains. Well, right. you know, it's not point. a pyramid scheme. It's more of an inverted. It's more of a funnel. Right. <laughs> Into the <laughs> other guy's pocket. <laughs> right. But that's what I'm just saying. Like, like it seems like the press. Mm-hmm. All these people were just blowjobbing fucking electric motorcycles. Sure. Yeah. But in reality, it was just a, it was a fat. Well, they're all complicit. Yeah. It's just right. it's unbelievable yeah. how much everybody pushed this thing, and yet the market's like, yeah, we didn't even really want these. In the 50s, there was a whole group of people that were selling desert space, like outside of. Palm Springs. Sure. Right. Just land in the middle of the desert, Newberry Springs. And they sold these plots out with the idea that by 1960, we would all be flying our own cars. Oh, so you have a. <laughs> Get me? Yeah. No, that's a real thing. And they sold these places based on they were both an hour from Los Angeles and an hour from Vegas. Oh, right. In your flying car. And or if if God forbid if Ford didn't have their flying car shit together by then, Cessna was going to dominate the market with the Cessna 152. Sure, right, and the 150, the 172, and so the idea of general aviation in 1955, 56 was such an, a growth industry that these entire these these charlatans out of Chicago bought up the desert. They bought up the goddamn desert. No water. Death no. Valley. Right. It's called Death Valley. And they bought it up, Newberry Springs and all these areas, and they sold it to people with this idea that with your personal plane that you owned by then, of course, that you could fly <laughs> from Vegas in less than an hour and from LA in less than an hour sure, and land on your own airport in your own backyard. And if you drilled down less than 15 feet, you'd have an unlimited supply of natural drinkable water. It's all true. I'd invite you to go visit them right now. It's called Newberry Springs. Look it up. Okay, we used to have a tiki thing out there every year. Hmm. And they would drill down a little bit and they'd fill up the pond full of water. And then when we leave, they'd let it all dry out. It took about three days to dry out. So, but, but they would spray water out and there'd be grass on the ground when we went there. Grass on the ground in the middle of Death Valley. Can you so there that? is actually water underneath it? Yes, there is. Really? Still is to this day. Hmm. And they even have a school system. They even have a, a public school there that was built to house like 800 children. And there's like eight kids in it. <laughs> time for a quick squirrel? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just reading about aquifers in Africa, mm-hmm. and they're talking about like they there are these underground aquifers that 
have 500 years worth of water in them that they just have to drill down and tap it. Wow. It's been there all along. Yeah. Some of it's ancient trap water yep. that you, you use it, you lose it, but it's yep. such a quantity that it's like 500 times any fresh water that's on the surface right now right. in those regions. But that's how it ends, though. Because then when they pull that water up, that has the particles that turn us into fucking zombies. Or All something. right, guys. So back to motorcycles. <laughs> well, but I actually, that goes back to dead water. They say people in Italy are so healthy. Mm. One of the reasons might be that they have the aquifers and they're mm. just, all their water goes through minerals and stuff like that. Uh, that's true. We huh? drink dead water in right. America. You're true. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Here's the quote you should be paying attention to. I'm not a financial advisor and nothing I say should be construed as financial advice, nor do I want to get any phone calls from the Securities and Exchange Commission. Fortunately, I don't have to tell you this is a risky investment because all the reasons that is true are duly spelled out in the Form C filed with the SEC. After all, this is a company with six employees. (laughs) Need I remind you guys how quickly six people built motorcycles here in our showroom? Yeah. All right. I wonder which guy's building those motors. Yet. Which guy's building the batteries. Yeah. After six employees and zero current revenue that has yet to deliver a the one to a customer. Not delivered one motorcycle yet. Plus, this is not the first time the company has sold shares and there's no guarantee Curtis won't sell more. There's not. Further diluting current shareholders. Though the company says on its website, we have no need to dilute shares after that. Sorry, guys. You have not yet delivered and motorcycle, oh, right? Stupid. And the only way you're going to get rid of the four or five prototypes you already spent millions of dollars building is to sell them to your investors That's crazy. for the cost of joining your company for two or $300,000. Like, so as, if you're like a rich dude that's going to invest in this, yeah. do you just have a boner for the guy or the company? Or like, what would make you spend that's money That's exactly on right. As he shows in the videos below, the project's company will be profitable in 2023 with the sales of just 30 motorcycles. The production increases to 40 in 2024 and 60 in 2025. And in the positive scenario, keeps to just 720 motorcycles. This son of a bitch is saying he's going to limit his production to only 720 motorcycles in year of our Lord 2026. He ain't built a fucking, sold a million, a single motherfucking motorcycle right. yet. Where did they get the prototypes built? Who, I mean, was oh, that could be anybody. And, and in the prototypes, he's using zero. Zero batteries, yeah. zero powertrains, and zero battery management systems. And he probably had like a, a, a like the frame. His frames were always weird and like circular and all this. It's shit. all just CAD cam shit. Yeah, so yeah, he could have just fine. slapped something together doesn't and matter. yeah, it doesn't. They're he's just, he's a hundred he's a hundred bikes away from an HTSA. Mm-hmm. He's a hundred bikes away from DOT or EPA or anything else. Doesn't matter. It's all vaporware. So let's stop talking about it. And we <laughs> talked about Buell. Yeah. Right. And we had our fun little discussion about Buell. And everything else. And boy, they started advertising a lot more. And because we talked about it, I can't get away from it. You can't. Everywhere I go, it's It is fucking in my feed hard. There was four in a row that was like, Yep. What it, I sent you the ad. It was um yeah, it said yep. invest now before it's too late or before they're before the lines are too low, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Pegasus here, Pegasus there, that yeah. Pegasus is everywhere. Yep. yep. And the long and short of it is all the same. How many bikes have they put in the hands of customers? And the bikes they're selling are leftover 2013 technology that was devised, produced, and implemented before the liquidation company that's at the helm today mm. ever got on board. So they're just selling leftover. I'm, is the word scraps too hard of a term? I don't know. But the point is, 
you can pre-order a Super Touring for the year model year 2025 for just $22,000. And I promise you, if you order your Papa John's pizza today <laughs> for 2025, I promise you I'm going to deliver it. Right. Hot yeah. and fresh. Hot and fresh in 2025. Right. And that's not the way people work. Oh. So there you go. Will there be some people that do it and put down a $1,000 deposit or a $500 deposit? Of course there will. I'm an idiot who has a $100 deposit on a Cybertruck. What I don't have is a $1,000 deposit on an Elio. Right. Because only Hoffert is dumb enough to make that mistake. Did you ever get your money back? <laughs> Nothing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> we woke him up just for that. Um, that yeah, was thanks, called. Thanks. That was called. Can the I go L back to sleep now? <laughs> so that was called. The, <laughs> was, wasn't that the Elio Motors, right, Steve? Yeah, that was the Elio Motors. I, I've forgotten about that, and now you've just like, <laughs> scraped my wound again, and it's bleeding. <laughs> okay, so just for we fun, we talked about that when we were in Dustin's garage. I know we did. Like that was ten years ago or something. What, do, do you even recall? How I mean, how long ago that was that you put down that deposit? I, I I do recall the day I did it because we were in we were sitting around in that cold garage. I know we were freezing our yeah. asses off in the garage doing the podcast in his garage, which was fun. I mean, yeah, I, I can't say fun. that it was not fun. Right. Okay. Now here's the question because I just pulled it up so our listeners can see it. It's called the Elio Elio Motors. It uh, the website is amazing and it says that it goes 110 miles per hour. It gets three days of commuting per charge. And it has a warranty of three years and 36,000 miles. It's so old that it had a four-cylinder engine. <laughs> it went from being gas to electric in right. the time that you've had right. your deposit down. <laughs> and it's $14,900. That was, was the price originally. It was originally five grand, wasn't it? Yeah, something. It was originally like five grand. Yeah, the car of the people. With a four thousand, with a four, I'm sorry, with a four-cylinder, like 1.2 liter motor in it, right? Yep. Now, I'm confused because if I remember correctly, Mr. Hoffert, oh. how much money were they asking for in the form of a deposit for a car with three wheels? I think they had different levels of deposits. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, but all right. Depending on the level of, I won't say. No, no, it's okay. It's all right. We're all friends here. And it's built. It's built. Now, now of course, I want to get, I still want to get it and run this fucker over with it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably would severely damage that vehicle. Looks like I could probably. Yeah. I love how their logo is, or their icon is, say goodbye to Ordinary and say hello to Elio. <laughs> say goodbye uh, to your money and say <laughs> hello to a pipe dream. <laughs> hello to Vaporware. Has <laughs> they sold any? Are they in the wild at all? No, just this, no. this is where So they can live. you, why don't you call me? Like, give me my fucking money back. Well, I'm sure you can. It's not even the same car that you ordered. <laughs> It's like a completely different vehicle. I do love how they say things like their website has words, mm -hmm. words that indicate that these exist. Right. Words like Elio's unique safety management system combines three airbags, a unibody frame, anti-lock braking, electronic stability control, and a 50% larger impact zones than the vehicle you drive now. And a huge dildo that goes up your ass. None of those things exist because none of these vehicles exist. Right. I like how they have... Um, no, I think they have mock-ups. I, okay. mean, I think they have like one mock-up. Scroll mock up. up, scroll up. How about the next line? Built in America, in the great state of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. No. You can't <laughs> say it's built right. if it hasn't been... Conceptualized. Built. Conceptualized. <laughs> scroll up, though. I'm I scrolling. Like, I like how they have all these logos of just... 
like Fox News, right. New York it's, Times. It's featured in. It, it doesn't mean anything. They can't even link to the articles, but no. they got the things. No, exactly. They're <laughs> featured in literally JPEGs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you can't link into a story no. No. because, yes, there were stories on this eight years ago when right. Steve put his deposit down. Right. Right. And we've got your color. Not only are they, not only they're telling you that they've got a fantasy, but they're telling you what color the fantasy isn't available. Well, they're in. rocking. They're rocking the uh, the Himalaya or whatever the, uh, the the not the the, the scram. The scram. The scram it comes in colors. Comes in a lot of colors. <laughs> comes in fourteen fruit flavors. Yeah. Now here's my question: Is is Elio paying back for? Is Elio is Elio refunding deposits? Because it turns out you don't need to go too deep because a lot of people have asked that question since 2015. (laughs) (laughs) So in 2015, January of 2015, early in 2015, people were asking cash out, refund, non-refundable, and uh, why no lawsuit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I like how Elio went from being in Arizona because mm-hmm. they were in Phoenix mm-hmm. and now they're in Louisiana. It's interesting. I don't know what that's all about. That's kind of fucking weird. Uh, Paul Elio, the, the investors who gave non-refundable deposits should have known the risks they were getting into. Oh, nice. So uh, that's a bullshit thing. So this is my game. Would you buy a vehicle promising 84 miles per gallon that costs less than $8,000? It's what Elio Motors promised, the Phoenix-based company, et cetera, et cetera. It basically goes all the way down to the point where Donald Trump says, of course I lied. You wouldn't tell the truth about that, would you? All right? Except for the fact you're under oath, asshole. So here's what it comes down to. Yeah. If you don't believe in God, what is under oath being anyway? Exactly. Right. I mean. Is there any? I always laughed about that. Is there I'm the anything? Most atheist motherfucker. I'm an atheist I'm, motherfucker, and I'm like, <laughs> and if I give you my word, <laughs> swear on a stack of Bibles. <laughs> yep, <laughs> give me a hundred stacks of Bibles. My God, the fact you brought Bibles, don't you dare bring that into the situation, right? Because now we're compromising everything. Okay, but here's the here's the thing: Would you purchase a motorcycle on spec, right? Do you swear on a stack of Billy Strings album? Yeah, right. Now that he would sp- <laughs> did, yeah, look, right. Sleepy Listen. would swear on that for a fucking in a second. But the point being, because they're stand up people, unlike look, all these shysters. I man, made a deposit know. on a cyber truck that will never be in my driveway. But it's a hundred bucks. I, I put one down on a lightning. You made a deposit on a lightning, right? A hundred bucks, right? And I asked the guy. He's like. Okay, so I asked the Ford guy at the auto show. Right. I went through the whole thing. Yeah, I finally got Ford sent me a thing saying that I could uh, actually order my Lightning now. Except when you go to order it, the first two the, the first two types of Lightnings are like, go see your dealer. Oh. Because you can't order them because yeah. they're none exist. Uh. And then the next one is the third level up. Yeah. And then if you want to add... I mean, I think we talked about this, but you want to add like batteries to it. Yeah. You have to add the super uh, vibrator package, and it's like 54000 extra dollars. <laughs> so there's no way that anybody, you know, they, they said it was like 48000 bucks. Mm-hmm. So you can't get, right. they don't even produce $48,000 no. trucks. So when you put your $100 down, right. it said that this is what you were getting. Like they had this range of trucks. 
Now, the only truck you can get is $100,000, and it's burning in your driveway. Yes. Actually, it's burning in Ford's uh, parking lot. It's burning, yeah, exactly. And that's so, right. fuck Ford. Right. Well, And I yeah. bought a Toyota Tundra hybrid, and so fuck Ford, fuck Chevy, yeah. fuck them all. I, believe me, man. While I gave up Fuck waiting, Elio. while I gave up waiting on my Cybertruck, mm-hmm. I bought an F one fifty with a V eight gas motor in it. Like the ultimate fuck you is like, you know what? If you're not going to give me my Cybertruck, I'll go buy a truck that can pull any trailer on the planet. Right. And I added a switch so I could vent fuel on the ground, <laughs> so I could drive along and hit the button. <laughs> coming into the coming into the garage, dump fuel dump. <laughs> We're getting um, make sure you empty the truck before you bring it back. Elio <laughs> Motors raised $28 million. Oh, my God. And at the end of 2021, they had $7,000 left in the bank. What did they do with the Shit money? Yourself. Nothing. I'm Literally, who knows? Hookers and blow. But aren't they accountable to something? Non-refundable deposit. Oh, I'm starting a car company. <laughs> Tomorrow, get your non defundable deposits off for It's better than OnlyFans. <laughs> you just need a fantastic website. I know. Obviously, all they do use it for payroll. 30 bucks a month. I got Blender, dude. I'll make me a fucking car like you ain't never seen before with eight wheels and a fucking jetpack and all kinds of shit. And it's only going to be. Can I give you the money right now? Yeah. <laughs> 40, Steve, it's made for you. It gets 196 <laughs> miles per gallon, but it's also electric when you want it to be. Right. Comes in multiple colors. Sleepy, is it slow? Of course it is. Oh, then he's right in. I know. Okay, I don't want to talk about electric motorcycles. All right, we're done. We're done. Let's talk about the Honda Rebel Scrambler. How, oh. Who's excited about that? The I new, didn't even know that existed. The new C. Is that a real thing? Honda C. Yeah, John. John was all like, "I think scrambling makes it look better," and I'm like, "No, well, it still looks like a parts bin no, exploded." It's a different frame. Uh, and you haven't seen a picture of the one with the white fender, the high pipe. <laughs> Look at that fucking thing, dude. Well, I, I will there admit. There's a better. There's one with you know a, a high fender that really does look kind of cool. Okay. It's a blue one. All right. It's blue. It's blue. It's, 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 it's <laughs> like a woman. Look, I. <laughs> there is nothing good about that bike, dude. It's I'm sorry. It's not a swayback. It's not a swayback. It's not a swayback. It, and, it is, and, but they just filled in the space with there, a piece of a plastic. Picture. I don't. I, yeah, no, it I looks like it, it's the same frame, but they put it like a big Tokyo chunk motor. of plastic in there to. Who's to see it? Shut up. up. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> I'm going to fart your general direction again. Okay, orange. It's hard oh, for a bike. It's hard for, it's hard for a bike to look I, bad I in orange. That That's orange. So There's the blue, blue one. one and it had a white fender, and it, was, it looked better. The white fender does okay, call attention. Sucks. What do you want to talk about? No, 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 no. Me? I want to talk about how bad this motorcycle looks. <laughs> no. I, it's better than a Rebel. And you know what I? You know what else I will say? Here you go. It has yeah, the, it has the same horsepower and torque as the uh, CB five hundred X. No, it has the same horsepower and torque as the Royal Enfield Enfield Meteor six hundred and fifty. Ooh! So this motorcycle the motor that's in the CB five hundred. Right, exactly. This is the this is the CB five hundred Rebel five hundred platform parallel twin. No, it's a CL five hundred Scrambler. Exactly. Just there are like actually some really cool pictures that like it, where they they were probably renderings. Where they actually grabbed some of the original kind of tank coloring and straight. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know why they didn't just do that, but whatever. Well, I mean, because it's Honda, and they will always yeah, save that. Steve threatened to render me and run me through a diesel engine. <laughs> that red one. Do you see the red one? Like up right to the right a little bit. Right yeah. Right. So this is rendering. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, um, 
Yeah, so, that ain't right because it doesn't look like that. No, that well, sucks. If they made it look like that, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not perfect, but it's better than the other fucking Maybe thing. They just did that paint scheme. It would have been. I don't yeah, believe but, anybody anymore. I know. Look at and that. that's actually <laughs> Steve. Who <laughs> woke you up? Steve, you're not wrong. No. Because right now, until I can go sit on it, yeah, we, we talked about this in this podcast a few months ago. Yeah. Until I can go sit on the motherfucker, shut your ass up. Okay. Quit talking about it. It's like the XL150. It, it comes out the yeah. next day you go to the store. Oh, yeah, we're getting three that are already all sold. Oh, yeah, but yeah. they actually produced those and sold those. Mm-hmm. No, let's yeah. see if they actually come in, right, though. But you know in. what? But this yeah. is a thing that's going on yeah. with everything. It so, is. like, with motorcycle concert tickets, everything. Like, yeah. you go to buy it. It's like, so you go and you it's have to get it. sold ex- out before you show up. Yeah. And then they cancel it. Yeah. And make you buy it again. Yeah. And or, you're, so you're happy. You're per, you're privileged. Or yeah. or they make you go through this whole thing to get some pre-authorization code so you can get a, right. a deep like, oh, you're a fan of this, so mm-hmm. we're going to let you guys get things. So you wait, and at 10 a.m., the shit goes on sale. You you fucking, you you go online at 10.01 a.m., and they're like, oh, oh it's sold out. You, you know what's even better yeah. to do? It's like, the thing is, they sell all the good tickets to these resale companies. Sure, of course. So you're not going to get a good ticket no. anyway if you know them. What you do is like what I did when I, when I went to see uh, uh, Chic. I, yeah. I, I just love Chic. The freak. Yeah. And it's and and Nile Rogers is a, is a genius. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I'm not going because this is bullshit. You right. know, it's like you, the, the, it's one minute into the sale and you're in nosebleed section and you can't get a good ticket. Nope. So I waited to, to like two days before the show. I go online. All the front row seats are open. Oh, yeah, every yeah because they didn't because they didn't resell those seats for twelve hundred dollars a piece. Right, so they're right. open and they're sixty bucks. Yeah, so I buy three front row seats. Yeah, and my wife, my my daughter, and I go down there, and we're in the front row, and it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. Well, I mean, it's pretty cool, but there's a speaker right in front of your head that's gonna <laughs> blow it off as soon as it goes. <laughs> but you're in the front row. I'm looking through the curtain. Nile Rogers is back there, just warming up. All right, he walks through the curtain, walks straight up to me. And fist bumps me. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, right on. I'm never washing this hand again. <laughs> like you did to begin with. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's just packed dirt layers. You know, yeah, he's like yeah. in the 12th layer. So. In the, uh, in the uh, category of. Uh, he's awesome. He was awesome. Yeah. In the category of journalistic war crimes. Yes, sir. Vaibhav Gupta gets a, uh, a life sentence. What do you do? Because he said, Honda Scrabbler 500cc patent leaked. A new Royal Enfield rival? Oh, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, buddy. The, the day that Honda's rivaling a Royal Enfield. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. All right. Now, granted, I will Another tell you this. In Royal your 500cc Honda does have the same power output as a Royal Enfield 650. Right. So maybe that's where it's a rival. Anyway, I don't. I digress. But... The reason I wanted to bring this whole thing up, and thank you, John, why can't anybody build a full gas tank anymore? I don't know. Why the fuck is it do we only get half a gas tank? It's because of the frame. They're, they're doing the trellis-style frame. So why does everybody want to have a Ducati Monster frame on a cruiser? I don't know. Is the tank under the seat? It's a frame. It's a crash bar. It's anything <laughs> you ever wanted it to be. What the fuck, man? But let me ask you something. So I haven't seen a full gas tank right. in a minute. Well, this is my question. Yeah. So, like, you know, we're all within 10, especially today, we're all within about 10 years of For each. the people listening at home, I just pulled up an image of the brand new Kawasaki Eliminator 400 cruiser. 
and it has half of a gas tank, just like the Rebel has half of a gas tank, just like the Honda Scrambler 500 that we just looked at has half of a gas tank. But so, I think it's time for the anal game again. No, but listen, so, <laughs> so a, a, a week ago, we pulled up the, the Honda, the, the new 350 or whatever, the thing. That looked good, the the CB three fifty. The HNS. The, the HNS. Yeah. Anal scrambler. So, but everybody here at this table never get old. <laughs> everybody here at this table. The anal game like, was my gift to the motorcycle community. Oh yeah. And the RV community. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you listened. I'm glad you now carry it in your heart. And every time you see a RV on the road called a Prowler, <laughs> you say the anal Prowler. Anal eliminator. And this is the anal eliminator four hundred. The anal intruder. Yes, that's right. Someday we'll play another game of the anal game, but yeah, anyway. To my point. To your point, Steve. So everybody saw that bike, everybody yeah. at this table, and granted, Smith was here and Dan was here, and so we're all around 50, they're about 60. Fair we enough. We all said, awesome looking bike. Which bike? The That, that high, H- HNS. Right? Yeah, the Honda CB. Okay. Yeah. But right. so we all said the aesthetic of that bike was pleasing to our Absolutely. eyes. Absolutely. But we all think that these bikes suck. So yes. who the fuck likes these bikes? Like, are we Not just us. are we just a, like are we just past the generation that accepts this? I think that if that's not totally true, the right. marketing department believes it is. Okay. So the marketing so department. So we are not part of the like they don't give a fuck about our generations anymore. Apparently, maybe not. Well, but you know what? Harley Davidson continued marketing to the same people starting in 1983. Right. And markets to the same people today, they're 107. They're dead. Yeah, right. Right? But they're still marketing to the same exact people. And I think that there's something to that uh, where I understand that we are not their target audience. But even if you look at a Kawasaki Vulcan 650, right, you don't get a full gas tank. You don't get a good-looking bike. Well, again, what the fuck? They're all doing this stupid like. It looks like an old, um, like an, a Moto Guzzi from the nineties, like or the Jackal. Worse? Remember yeah, the Moto Guzzi yeah. Jackal? That, or right, worse, yeah, it right. looks like every Chinese cruiser, the two fifties that hit fucking um, everywhere a couple years ago. Well, and Tom pointed out with his description of the Ducati Indiana, yeah. and stuff. These motorcycles that have a frame bar that goes from your dick to the triple clamps, right? That is more than forty-five degrees. Sure. Right. And so the gas tank is at somewhat of an unnatural angle. Perhaps what's bothering all of us is that you and me and John and Steve, we all look at these motorcycles and understand that there has to be a fuel tap somewhere. Mm-hmm. And so that anything below the fuel tap is unusable gasoline. Right. Right. It's gas you can't get to. 100%. So we all expect the bottom of our gas tanks to be horizontal. Yeah. So that when the gas, the bottom of the gas tank is horizontal, the fuel tap is the lowest point in the gas tank. Right. Whereas if you take that gas tank and you shift it into an upward trajectory, you're from the back. Now, anything below the gas tap is unused fuel. Mm. I think there's something that that attacks our sensibilities when we see these motorcycles that have these. We understand, and so conceptually, these things work. And, right. and, and in practicality, in, in usage, they work because they have a hose coming out of the back that goes into a fuel pump, goes into, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, but right. if you look at this, right, like right. the designers, there's so many disappointments. Okay, the gas yeah. tank's a disappointment. The yeah. seat's stupid. Then you get to the wheels, and the wheels are fucking stupid. Yeah, they look like Comstars. Yeah. It's not stupid. Why is it not because stupid? Like, because there is somebody who will look at that and love it. Exactly. But who? I don't know. It's definitely not, not us. Not me. Right. But just like the original right. Eliminator. I mean, you yeah. look at it, it's a way back thing. It's right. like, yeah. Had a 
you know, Ninja Motor. It was a great, great bike. Yeah, right. No, yeah. I rode one. It's fucking, holy shit. Kawasaki makes great I, fucking motors. I man. would never have ever bought one. I no. would have never thought that they, I mean, and then I rode one and I'm like, man, I would buy one of these. <laughs> but just because it was so ferocious. Yeah. Well, the I mean, Kawasaki, the original Kawasaki Eliminator, and I'll throw the picture up so our, our listeners at home can watch it. Still cooler than the new one, though, man. That was an era when the street rod or the hot rod motorcycle was around. Or you know, we we talk about it in the most motorcycle. Dealing with the V Max, the V sixty five Magna, eleven hundred oh, yeah. CCs and way too much power. The V Max, way too much power, right? And remember, in these days, in these he- heady heady days, the muscle cruisers. Oh yeah, the only goal was to beat Harley Davidson. Yeah, right. That was the only goal. The only goal was to beat Harley Davidson. And some companies hired Arlen Ness yeah. to beat Harley Davidson. You want a cruiser bike that'll do, that'll just smoke the shit out right. of every Harley? Yeah. That's it. There you go. Right. That's it. And even in today's money, even in today's money, that inline four monster fucking 16 valve 1000 CC eliminator will destroy pretty much any goddamn off the, you know, shelf 108 cubic inch V twin right quick in a hurry. My old BV500 beat most fucking Harleys. Yeah. You do need every part of that. I mean, I had it down in the park. I got yeah. the one running. It was yeah. The, oh, there was water. So they did to change the they changed the spark plug boots, and so they it's a Hemi kind yeah. of head. So it has those deep wells. Well, oh yeah. Like, yeah. He must have washed her, left it out in the rain, and it filled them full of water. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I blew all the water out, changed the plugs, put them back in. Whoa. Ran great. Take Game on. I'm down in the yeah. park. I open it up, and it's yeah. like. i mean that was a motorcycle that the company that built it kawasaki lied about how many horsepower it made wow they lied the wrong way yeah just to get it in or something or so you can afford to insure it yeah right Right. and v maxes were the same way too v maxes when you're sitting on these motorcycles it's really funny is when you're sitting on a cb350 you can see the gauges and you can see nothing else you know there's nothing in front of you it's just the gauges and when you're on a v max or you're on one of these an eliminator um, you know you're sitting on the hand of God, <laughs> but you can't see anything past the gauges. And it turns out the front wheels and the front tires on these things were like way far thin. Yeah, right. And they don't turn. Uh, they weren't meant to turn. And they don't stop. Right. Almost at all. You just go fast. They just go really quick in a straight line. And uh, the fact they were shaft drive too. Uh, ask Anki Phil about a thing called shaft jacking. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So you can't turn whilst you're accelerating. Mm-mm. You'll die. Because geometry just goes out the goddamn window. So, yeah, the uh, Kawasaki Eliminator 1000, Kawasaki Eliminator uh, ZL900 Eliminator, uh, and the VMAX and the Honda V65 Magna were dangerous fucking motorcycles that all got to wear the badge of the world's fastest motorcycle at some point in their career, pretty much. Even the Magna 750 was a fun, fast bike. Yes, absolutely. I had four of those fucking things over the years. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah, I had a yellow one, a black and red one. The whole collection. I did, man. Like, you know what happens? I got one originally because, like, I I wanted out of sport bikes. Right. And somebody had one for sale, and I was like, well, I still want a fast bike, so I got it. And then they just kept falling into my lap. Somebody would be like, hey, a thousand bucks. And I'd be like, let me see it. It'd be mid. Oh, those V4s in the mid-90s? Yeah. They were just falling out of the trees. You just give them. Yeah. Seriously, you go to show up to buy something else, and somebody would be like, well, I'll throw a yellow magnet on the deal. 
Right. And they were always yellow. Taxi I got cabs, so right. many $600 yellow Magnus. Uh, like Kias. They were yeah. like Kias. Yeah. <laughs> you I couldn't get one. Annoy. Dude, they Jesus were great bikes Christ, until man. they weren't. And as soon as they weren't, right. it was no fun to work on oh, that bike. So you needed to do the carbs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and then right. you threw the right. bike away. That was true. I still have one in my garage. Do you really? I have an 88 in my garage. Nice. I got an 88 Super Magnet in my garage nice. that I had a close encounter with a traffic median. <laughs> just kissed it or? Merritt and I were just dating. Oh. Yeah, it caught about 14 feet of air. Nice. Yeah. Hit a traffic median at about 75 miles an hour. And the bike's in uh, what kind of condition? The rims look like 90-degree uh, uh, angles. Okay. <laughs> so you're just keeping it for uh, The rims look a lot like Pringles. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't roll real well. No, it doesn't sound like it. I, every time I go out to my garage and I look over to the wall of my garage and yeah. I see that thing sitting there, that black Super Magna. Oh, yeah. And okay. I look at that bike and I go, huh. I'm a dumbass. Yeah. And I have the potential of being a dumbass right now with Merritt. We were both off the seat. Wow. We were both fucking airborne. And we landed in the wrong lane at traffic coming at us. <laughs> Game on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Weird shit happens yeah. by Randall Park Mall. Yeah. Well, now it's not. What is well, it? What's there? It doesn't there matter. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing I want to see. All right. So that's that game. That That's the game. So yeah, the Honda, the Honda Scrambler. 500 cl 500 no no you're cool man that's fine i don't look you also like that weird yamaha bolt that turned into a scrambler right exactly oh the scr 900 scr 920 yeah, it was a good deal at, it's a hell of a deal you're still i predict you're gonna buy one of those for less than three thousand bucks maybe next year but did you ever yeah. do you, have you have you watched the reviews of the yeah, bike they hate everybody, everybody hates but john look I just like the look of it. John okay. likes the look of it. That's fine. Right. Liza rode one for Jeez, like take a it minute outside. and does not like it. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, oh, if dude. I have somebody try to trade one in and it's less than 3K, I'm going to get it just for John. John. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Okay. I will. I promise I'll do that for you, buddy. So on a, on a old bike uh, parts alert. Oh, yeah. Then, uh, you know, buying points for like my... <laughs> for all my old bikes yeah. and they're having and, yeah. and yep. they they're having a hard time getting points now oh what's the point <laughs> <laughs> the point is is that if you have bikes with points you might want to get a couple spare sets that's a good idea uh, and have them in your drawer isn't there any aftermarket like uh, I just went, i'm just saying the dealer told okay. me that the, the warehouses are out of they're, the Honda warehouses oh, and everything are, are Steve running has to out have a of, Honda. If you want to buy original Honda, original points gotcha, for your gotcha, 1972 gotcha. CB1, CL125, eh, it might be difficult. Yeah. I did, get a, I did get a pair. Of, I did get a set of points for that. Oh, okay. But, but, and I got, a, I got a condenser, a Honda points and Honda condenser for that. But the problem that I was having were the CB354s. Oh. They're, they're different. And the condensers are almost unobtainable. I mean, you could probably use one that if you knew what the microfarad was, you could just probably put one in of but the same size. Or close. Yeah. So, but, but definitely not but, Chinese but, stuff on eBay. Um, has has some right. There's, I mean, you yeah, but these on, weren't. I mean. But these were not. These were not the two points or the the points I got for the other one yeah. were not Honda, and they were. He said that uh, that. I have to go to different warehouses now to just even find them, and I'm still waiting for your condensers to come in. Hmm. All right. I think it's nice that he actually is willing to go through that, though. Well, that's a good deal. He's a that's he's a great guy. I Throw mean, a shout I, out for him. We can. Yeah, Dale and on the edge on the edge Honda, and, and they're great. 
Yes. Amherst, Ohio. Shout out to Dale. But I'm just saying, if you have a bike with points, you might want to just get a few extra sets or an extra condenser. You know, if you see a coil on eBay, you see a, you know, something. And Keister Carb Rebuild Kits, too. So um, some of that stuff has become not so easy to get. So. I did get in. I don't know if you all recall that I ordered the carb kits for my CL350. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was very happy that you could get, like, these kits for $31 for the whole thing. Oh, really? I haven't installed them yet, but I did open the packaging and looked at them. And did I, you? I don't hate them. I mean, they look good. We'll see. Yep. Did you see uh, the I'm other? I'm thinking about saving the metering needle. Like a lot of people. That's a good idea. A lot of people have said, you know, that they had problems with the new carbs and yep. the metering needle and the thing. Well, so maybe I'll just leave the, keep the originals. Did you see? Did you see? Uh, Steve Noble posted a thing yesterday about the Chinese carbs and carb replacement. It's like make sure you check every single thing. Oh, yeah. So he had the main, like the main jet or something from the one to the other, from the Chinese to the real. That was the atomizer. Atomizer. Sorry, yeah. atomizer. Yep. Zero holes and yep. 50 holes. Right. <laughs> like they came with no holes. And he was like, this guy couldn't figure out why he couldn't tune his bike. And the thing had no fucking holes in the so whole these thing. These kits came with atomizers. And I mm-hmm. looked at, I mean, from what I could see, they looked like the original atomizers. Yeah. I mean, okay. Everything looks, and review said all the parts fit in just like right. the original. And that'll work for my CB350. And those too, are from right? yes. same motor. Which company? I put it. Amazon. I thought they were from Taiwan. No, they're Chinese. They're Chinese. So I put the best Chinese carb on my C70, or Mm -hmm. one of my C70s, and it would it would never start. It was so hard to start. It was so lean. I jetted a number of times. I I shimmed the needle. I did everything I could do to think of like what it would what I could do to make this thing run. But it would take. I'd have to kick it twenty times, and then it would start, and then it would be. problematic so it warmed up and then it ran okay so i put a new idle jet on everything so i went back to the old carb and i just thoroughly thoroughly cleaned it out well you had the honda whisperer take a look at it and help you clean out the original main jet that was still or pilot jet that was blocked no that wasn't the problem the problem was that the fuel tube that ran through the bolt that went from because it ran like through the body of the the uh, uh, thing, it, the whole fuel tube had like a rubber uh, snake in it, oh. and and you couldn't get it. I mean, you could blow it out, but it never would come out. So you would run at like you turn on your petcock, it would fill up. You'd run for like if you were running at full throttle, it didn't supply enough fuel, and then it would just die after like like oh, five yeah. like five minutes. It would die, and then you'd sit there and fill back up, start it up. You could drive for another ten minutes, and it would die. So that's what the issue was, and that's why I replaced the car, because I did everything, and then finally I had a snake out that whole tube that went through, like, the bowl of the carburetor, mm-hmm. and this, like, like you said, this little black snake came out of it, like a little rubber <laughs> snake came out of it. Do you remember the, co- the podcast where I was sitting here with a float bowl sitting there with a little tiny wire going? Yeah. That was all he did the whole that podcast? Cleaning that little passageway <laughs> Yeah, so that was a pain, but the, the Chinese cars were never like that original car that was on the bike. So here at the shop, we tend to use K&L. <laughs> so K, K&L Supply has been pretty great about... Those were KIPA. Is what, K-I-P-A, was the, K-I-P-A was the name of those. Well, Nibby's supposed to be really good, too, like for Chinese stuff, the Nibby carbs. Everybody, all the, the yeah. pit bike world it's lives the, on the it's nibbies. It's the 
you can't get my cooney. Right. And you don't want anything else. No. So you get those. Yeah, nibby. Yeah, yeah nibby. Nibby? Oh, wow. It comes with the float bowl and everything. everything. So, oh, wow. Everything. It comes with everything. I'm yeah. buying that. Just yeah. I'm just going to rebuild right. my car. If you use a couple of the pieces out of it. Like, you're you fine. Use the O-rings. You're way ahead of the game. Yeah. Yeah, you're way ahead of the game. No, because you said last year my left carb seems like it's sticking or doing something a little weird, and, and I which, did clean what was it. The name of the, what, what was the name of the provider on that? Sorry. Kibbe or uh, K-I-P-A. Sorry, it closed. Me, and that was on Amazon. Okay. Because <laughs> I know Kibbe. they are. They have a lot. I mean, they have a lot of kits. What, it's a meat K- pie? So. K-I-P-A. Oh. K-I-P-A, yeah, Kipa, yeah, Kipa. Yeah, a lot of people mixed reviews. Some people had yep. complaints and stuff, but I'm like, just to get all the brass. Well, and they do the like they do replica Strombergs yeah. for 105 bucks. Like, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. If you're into the Volkswagen well, you world, where the carbs were all coming from, like when you get a Holly carburetor. Yeah, yeah. Where do you think? Yeah. You know, why were they not able to sell a 98 dollar <clears throat> Holly 2150? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, yeah. nice. Speaking of carburetors, uh, we had a big meeting at work, and apparently. Uh, Holly, and what's the other one that's like Holly's biggest competitor? Carter? No. Rochester? Edelbrock? Edelbrock. Yeah. Um, One of the companies lost their patent on something, and now so all these other guys are going to be able to do it. So like whatever the one carb company that had like this thing that made them awesome. Well, Quadrajets and like everybody's had. Yeah. (laughs) You are truly my age. We have grown up. We've grown up at the same time. Right, if you were more Holly, economical, if you had an, if you had a quadra junk, you knew that the replacement was a Holly three hundred and fifty, right? right? So you'd spend the money, and you'd get a Holly three hundred and fifty or five hundred and fifty or eight hundred and fifty, depending on if you had a big block or not. Right. You'd get rid of that quadra junk right quick in a hurry. You just. <laughs> My God, <laughs> God, holy shit! That was impressive. I, I liked Quadrajets because their primaries were smaller. I was I mean, joking. I was like, I like Quadrajets because they're what more efficient. Yeah, way to go, Slant Six. Okay, it smells like the shit leading, leading tower of power. <laughs> I got an Iron Duke, motherfucker. Stand back. Um, but so Kippa, yeah, ten best engines. Right. For not going anywhere, for for not being in a hurry, it was great. So yeah, Kippa does. Uh, so Kippa does some. You know they're Chinese as fuck, but but the trick is instead of a hundred and forty dollar carburetor, it's a twenty four dollar carburetor, yeah. uh, and that will solve your problems. They don't do one for certain bikes that we know and love right. that uh, that you desperately need them to be. But I buy carbs for the <clears throat> Steve Trimoto and the TRX one twenty five. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to work, yeah. but I yeah. don't care because, again, they were so cheap that if I right. use any parts out of them to fix his you're original card, yeah, you're absolutely done. It's worth having. Yeah, and that's true with a lot of stuff. Uh, I wanted to give a prop to K&L. So if you're a home gamer and you want to buy replacement or rebuild shit, uh, K&L does a damn fine job. You can do worse than order from K&L Supply. It's K, King, and L, Lima or Kilo Lima, uh, K&L has been providing me with carburetor rebuild kits for 20-some fucking years. quality you can trust. And they are quality you can trust. And I have had wonderful, wonderful support from them. Now, here's the one thing that you have to be aware of. Sometimes in the rebuild kits, um, you may notice jets that don't have the numbers that you are replacing. Yeah. Okay, so the kits that I got... No numbers on the Jets. Oh, really? oh, get out of here. No numbers. Are you fucking kidding me? So you're, you're that was a complaint. 
And I'm like, yeah, I don't see any numbers. Oh but they gave my you three god! Of each. What you get? They they gave you three pilots and they give you three, so you can check them out. But they have numbers on them. They don't have numbers. How do you check? You look at them, or you run a jet drill and, and measure them. <laughs> so there's three pilot jets, but there aren't numbers on well, any one a, of them. There's a small, medium, and large. Okay, they, there's a they, tick or something. To, they, they spell it out for you. They're like, well, they, we give you this. There's two types of CB350. Okay. So if you're an early model, you use the smallest one. If you use, if it's a later model, it's the middle one. If you have different modified uh, airbox or exhaust, you use the biggest one. So okay. If you look through them, you can tell the difference. In yeah, you can see okay. the difference. Okay. Or you could do something like, like I have jet drills, so you put a real small drill that'll see what'll fit through there. Yeah. The okay. The I'm gonna hold. I'm just gonna hold them up to the originals, and I'm probably just gonna use the biggest ones because I want it as rich as possible. There you go. Yeah. It'll run fine. A little extra rich. Yeah. Really? Because I have aftermarket pipes anyway. You're running okay. a little extra rich tonight, too. And it's not going to be. Yeah. A, I mean, if it really is too much that it wants to, like, blubber or stumble or blow a lot of black smoke out, which it won't. It's, like, one jet size up. Right. Well, you're, like, yeah. 10 jet sizes up So right then I'd, I, I'm going to use the middle one, then, if I get that kit. Just the standard. Because everything's stock. Yeah. And it's, an, it's the latest. It's the oldest. We'll see how it all works out. Right. We'll put them together. We'll see if yeah. they work. I think you just run I'll probably uh, come back and be like, those fucking things are junk. Yeah. Well, at least I you tried. I wasted my money. Well, you're doing that for the, the audience. You're, you're, right. you're spending your hard-earned money and all this, you know, to bring the people yeah. the information. So the reason I wanted to bring this up is if you are talking to somebody who has not necessarily been doing this for a really long time mm-hmm. and you're trying to get rebuild kits for your kind of an old motorcycle and somebody says... Oh, don't use those keister carburetor kits. Those keister carburetor kits have the wrong jets in them. Mm-hmm. Ignore that person. That was... Can I, uh, yeah, go ahead, John. No, John has... Yeah. That was, okay, so keister actually did something about that. They did. There was a whole thing. They used to be that way. When you that get the true. orange, old orange boxes, yep. they were very problematic. The, yep. the gaskets were too wide. They would rub on the float. Yep. There were a number of issues that they weren't good. Mm-hmm. Keister actually took it to heart mm-hmm. and reached out and got feedback from people about yep. why they were getting such a bad rap on there. And they did, like when you see the new bluer boxes, yep. it is a new brand. That's it's a right. rebranded, re-up quality Keister kits that they, they responded to their bad rap. Exactly. Like, come out with better quality. Dude, how can you... <laughs> How can you have a company called Keister? I know. I just like, how do you, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to introduce the, some entrepreneurs of our local area uh, presenting <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Keister <laughs> and, and their jet kits. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could have been Cooter. <laughs> well, that was their uncle. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> uh, it is true that if you are looking at Keister, the new blue boxes, they are legit. I've, we've been using them around here for a long time. And they are good. So don't freak the fuck out. If you get a very old orange box, um, there is a chance it's not right. So Keister was eh. Yeah, they were eh. And I believe it's me. It's so rare that a company goes we lived eh, through, yeah. the better. We yeah, lived right. through Companies that. just go yeah. eh, and then they die. Keisters were pretty fucking awful. And so that's why I do say, if you're going to do it once, call K&L. Yeah. Um, we also, in Cleveland, we have Carb Parts Warehouse. Not Car Parts Warehouse, which we have that too. Carb as in carburetor, Carb Parts Warehouse, if you're rebuilding a Mycuni, they're the people you want to talk to. They're an extremely good asset for people who want to do any Mycuni rebuilds on, on any Mycuni ever. Carb Parts Warehouse in Cleveland is, or they're actually in Parma. So, yeah, they're pretty fucking amazing. I, I had to get a, I broke the little brass um, 
in the snowmobile. I broke that brass like a jet shield or like the main jet. Up inside it, it's basically. It's got not a, not all carbs have it. Some uh, have a whole round one, but that has the little like so a half a, a half windage. a shield. I would a windage, windage yeah. like a yeah. windage thing. It's just a brass dam. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I snapped that off, and oh. they they had they're like this is the last one on earth. You know, you're lucky because these cars haven't been made since 1975. And it's like, I was doing some weird. Uh, I was doing some weird prototyping years ago on a 150 motor. And I kind of figured out on the dynamometer what jet I needed. And so I'd just been drilling jets and I'd kind of like, okay, this is the right one. Mm. So I finally did a dyno pass that made me totally happy. So I had a mid-range, I had an atomizer, and I had a needle, and I had a jet. And I was like, okay, this is what I need. And I, I you, you, you don't say like, okay, my Cooney, build me this. Right. <laughs> you go to Car Parts Warehouse and you hand them to the guy. And he goes, oh, that's a Yamaha 440 jet ski jet. Yeah. Get out of here. And he gives you the jet. And he goes, oh, that's a mixer tube out of Suzuki uh, 250. And he gives you the jet, the, the mixer tube. Wow. And the guy literally took my stack that I had fabricated for the dyno run, just dyno tuning a bike. And he gave me all the shit I needed so that I was able to then get part numbers and build a kit. Well, it's kind of funny, though, because the jet ski jets were um, saltwater compliant. They were stainless steel. So I was one of the only people that was selling an exhaust system that came with stainless steel fucking jets. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, bought a, when you bought a stainless steel exhaust system for me, the motherfucker came with stainless steel jets. Nice. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, corrosion. That's a lifetime guarantee on the pipe and the jet to go with it. Wow. Yeah. So and a matching jet. I know what... <laughs> You know what it came off of. The world's most pedestrian piece of shit Indian scooter. Yeah. yeah. High performance dyno. High performance dyno. That fucking thing spent more time on the dyno than you can imagine. Oh, yeah. And to this day. The most finely tuned pipe you've ever heard. It makes everybody mad. Everybody mad. Like, nobody will ride at the the front of the pack with that pipe. They'll all make you go to the back. Yeah. And it was hilarious, too, because we made the prototype, and the prototype was three inches longer, and it was perfect. I mean, the prototype worked great. It was epic. It was great, but it wasn't loud enough, because at the time, I had a BSA Gold Star, uh-huh. and I fired the bike up next to the BSA Gold Star, and I was like, eh. <laughs> let's take three inches off that fucker. <laughs> so we took three inches off the back of the thing. Well, we achieved loudness. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing. Like, so even on my TNT 135 yeah. with the pipe I have on yeah. it, if I have the stock, I so if I keep the header and yeah. use the stock exhaust pipe or right. whatever you call the tip, yeah, it's in the driveway. You're like, hey, it's sexy, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> About ten minutes on the road, and you're like, I got to get this fucking thing. No, off. my ears are bleeding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking tell me about it. I wrote it on the Lake Erie Loop. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't even. Make it <laughs> <laughs> I loved everything about that bike except the one part that this guy, <laughs> this guy put on. Well, I'm no. gonna tell you. Oh, that's a that's a helicopter. <laughs> that's a helicopter exhaust on there. No, that's it's a spaceship. Sp- <laughs> it's a spaceship. Mu- exhaust it's a NASA. Mu- right. That's so fucking. That's so rare. And cool. Like it's really fucking dude, loud, dude. And that had the actual exhaust pipe you know, on it, not the tip. There is a point I think where a muffler actually makes it louder. 
And you two both managed to achieve that. Because, <laughs> yeah, it is a, that is a fact of nature. I think it is. Uh, when, <laughs> you took, when you took the bike with no header, right? no no pipe. No, just, just a giant like catalytic no, converter just, you box. You could see the exhaust valves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could see the exhaust valve. You can oh, look up and be like, that's sorry. the exhaust valve. Yeah. Fires coming out of the bottom of the motor. Right. And then you put my pipe on, it got louder. Yeah, well, it was a megaphone. It sounds like an Oompa Loompa when the pipe's not on it. It's just magnifying. It's sitting It's sitting there. You can hear the valves. And you put my pipe on, and now it's like, fuck you! My ears are... Shut the fuck you, man. There's nothing better. You know you got a ripper, though? Yeah. It's when you go past parked cars, and all of a sudden that sound comes right... And also the sound is reverberating. It comes right back. So you're, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, this sounds great. Then you get next to some parked cars. It's like, blah, and you're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah I get it. <laughs> there were, again, I spent way too much time on the dyno. Because <laughs> it was my first one I ever dyno tuned. I'd never dyno tuned a pipe before. It was my first one. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay, I got a dyno available to me. I'm going to use it. And it's a world-class dyno. I'm going to spend a week on this motherfucker. And they didn't care. Because I was, I was hiring them to build the exhaust, and they're a local Cleveland company. Yeah. So as long as you're giving me the money, asshole, put Go your bike it. on the dyno. You've done some fucked up shit. <laughs> and, and 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 dude, that was eleven point seven horsepower. <laughs> I was about to say, and like compared to like probably most people, they're yeah. like, he's not going to hurt the dyno. Like you got guys with drag bikes rolling in, and you're like, hey, can I use the dyno? They're we like, had to change the it. settings on the dyno because the 400 pound roller. I was gonna say too bueno. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> too much, buddy. The 400 pound roller, yeah. not enough. The bike was just like, <laughs> no, I couldn't. Yeah, uh-uh, no, 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 no. That thing showed up. That thing showed up with 7.4 to the tire. Wow. So it showed up with 7.4 to the tire, and we left there with 11.7 to the tire. Wow. That's, that's impressive. Very impressive. That's pretty long, good for a pipe. Longevity. longevity. Who fucking knows? <laughs> or Not cares. my problem. Yep. <laughs> or cares. Right. Yeah, I prefer. NMP, man. Not my problem. Right. right. Uh, longevity. Well, I, here's what I'll tell you. I gave a lifetime guarantee on the pipe. Right. And nobody's ever cashed it in. <laughs> Seriously. There's nothing to break. And I built it like a fucking M1 tank. Like it's literally when you say pipe, yeah. it's literally a pipe. Yeah. yeah. My exhaust that that you know the folks at HMF helped me with. Yeah. But my design was unfuckwithable. Right? It was truly you is a pipe you could hand you could off have to made you. That with an exhaust exp- still you could have. We made it so that you could repack it. Uh-huh. So you could repack it yourself at home. We made the baffable, the baffle removable, baffable. So uh, we made the baffable. <laughs> so it was a, it was a rebaffable baffle. Yeah. And we sent it to you with extra stuff, st- with extra fiberglass mm-hmm. so that you get a free one on us. So we designed it so that it was completely rebuildable for the rest of time. Right. I packed a pipe with Pink Panther once. I'm do- <laughs> it was awful because I rode behind it. I was like, ah, <laughs> break my eyes. I can't see. What the fuck? Oh, I'm never riding behind you again. Yeah, you had asbestosis after you rode after the fucking thing. It worked. Yeah, it was quieter. It was mellower, but yeah. But yeah, the pipe that we built and sent out to, you know, 500 people. And it's funny today when I see those bikes being sold with my pipe on it. Yeah. It's great. It makes you feel good when, you know. Have you ever got one come in with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I got one in the back right now. uh, So, yeah, they've, they've come back. The funny thing is when people ask me for the OEM pipe, which was a catastrophe. 
So when people are like, "Oh yeah, I, um, I got a bike. Uh, I got I got this bike, and it's got um, it's got this weird loud pipe on it." You know, do you have the stand the stock pipe for it? Nah, nah, fuck you. Uh. You know, and uh, but the people that when the bike came from the factory, the pipes were so fucking terrible. The, the pipe went three hundred and sixty degrees around the muffler. Oh, it went literally three hundred and sixty degrees around the muffler before it went into the muffler. Oh, geez. Yeah. And then it came out of the muffler. Oh, that's, yeah. So you could see what I was doing was greatly needed. Right, robbing power. Oh, not even saying they. Yeah, well, that was what you did. I believe in heat scavenging, except the opposite. The opposite way. way. (laughs) Keep all the heat in the moat. So you could cook on it two hours after you get there. Right. It was true. Um, So here's a fun thing for people who are my age. Uh, Guess what? Over there in Blady, uh, England, uh, they came in in second place in the Revolutionary War. Uh, So... They're setting up little um, optical testing stations for motorcycle operators. Say who? Yeah, that's right, Steve. Optical. Yeah. So they're setting up. Are you saying they wouldn't let McSquinty ride his bike? They're setting up police checkpoints. For what? To check your vision. Okay. To make sure that you can see. (laughs) Like... Like you're wearing glasses or something? The tests themselves are purely voluntary. With motorists motorists asked to read a standard number plate 20 meters away, the tests are done in good light conditions and the distance is measured accurately. If the officer deems you are unsafe to be on the road, you could have your license removed. Hmm. So who's going to volunteer for that? Exactly. Exactly. So here in America, we have these things called voluntary DUI checkpoints. Yeah. You ever been through one of those? Yeah. You'll discover they're not very voluntary. No. So the game is that you can see the flashing lights a mile ahead of you on the road, and then you take the immediate next right, and that's where they pull you over. Yep. Right. I've had that happen. It's voluntary. (laughs) (laughs) The most despicable thing I saw was we were coming back from South Carolina, Yeah. Yeah. and there was a sign that said, police... Oh, what what it's a roadblock. It's yeah. com- voluntary police checkpoint ahead. Police checkpoint. Police checkpoint ahead. Three miles ahead. Three miles. As soon as you pass the sign, there's an exit. Yeah. That's where all the cops okay. are. Well, yeah. you, you saw around the clover, yeah. and there's fucking every Nine cop cars set up. Getting pulled off right yeah. There. Remember, in a previous life, I used to be a bastard. I mean, a police officer. <laughs> and that was our jam. We'd set up the sign, and it said that we'd have a DUI checkpoint, and we'd even publish it. We would publish it to yeah. local papers Saturday night at one o'clock in the morning. The city of Mentor is doing a public safety DUI checkpoint right. on Route Two eastbound at Heisley Road. And where do you think we would set up? On Hopkins Road. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. That was the idea. You see the sign, and anybody who's going through the checkpoint is going to get checked. I tr- prom- I promise you. Yeah, they're getting and they're checked. probably cool because they're like, hey. But anybody who's getting off at the exit before is also getting checked. Yep. It's a super double secret checkpoint. Yep. And you're exactly right. And that's how you catch them. So that's how you do it. You know, and then those fucking guys are so overzealous. Like when I lived in Cleveland Heights, I came back from a show and I had nothing. I, like, yeah. I was sober as a clam, 100%. And the guy gets me out and he's like, yeah, anything to drink tonight? I was like, no. And like, you know, it was like he could tell I had Was nothing. it after 1 a.m.? It was right about 12.30-ish, 1, right so around there. So after 1 a.m., there's a 75% chance you're intoxicated. Right. After 2 a.m., there's a 95% chance oh, sure, you're intoxicated. I'm sure, 
but no, but what I was getting to my point is right. that so like he he came up with this light and it yeah. didn't affect my eyes because I wasn't fucked up, right? Right. But I am a broken person. I have bad knees. I have bad sh- things. Right. So this asshole gets me out and he's like, "Well, your eyes look fine, but I want to." And I tell him, "I'm like, dude, I have a fake hip. I have right. bad knees. Right. Like I hobble like generally." And walking in a straight line is not something I usually can do. Or anyways. is required to drive a car. Right. I literally had ADAP training at the Cleveland Heights the Police Academy. <laughs> Where? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The guy right. who probably taught me was, was, the guy, it was probably right. Sergeant Barnard. So right. what is, what's, what's their gig? I was just like, and so, so they're doing their standard, <sighs> standardized ADAP training. It's, they, you got to get out. You're gonna, you can't make excuses. You have to do walk the, do the whole thing. Can't you say, make me blow or let me go? That's what I thought. <laughs> I did. I did. I said, I told him, I said, dude, I said, I'm probably going to fail this because my, I literally, I'm like, do you want to see my side butt? I have a fucking, I'm not lying to you. I can show you the scar. He's like, no, it's unnecessary. I'm sorry, sir. After midnight, I can only walk in high heels. but it was it was such a dick move man and we went back and forth through this whole thing and i the whole time i'm like why don't you just have me blowing the thing and then you know 100 percent that i'm not lying you didn't have secondly i'm three blocks from my goddamn house bro i'm like i could walk there yeah but that's not a 2500 hundred dollar ticket no no right it was cool with me one time i mean yeah but i I, he pulled me over and he's like have you been drinking i'm like yeah i had a few beers all right my house is right there. Right. You can see it, my house. Is yeah, right. yeah. I'm on right. Richland Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> my house is literally right there. Let me borrow your laser sight. Like, That's where I live. Go home. Yeah, okay. exactly. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. My kids saved me one time. I was ripping. I took the babysitter home. Yeah. And I had a few to drink, and I was ripping down like Lear Road and Avon Lake, and I got all the way back to, in, pulled in my driveway, and the cop pulls in right behind me. You made it through the gauntlet that is Rocky River? I when I was I was like in my Volvo 740 Turbo. I was yeah, like, oh, I love laying it. into it. I made it into Avon Lake. Yeah. Uh, pulls in right behind me. Wait, 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 wait! You made it to Lakewood? No, no, I oh. lived in Avon Lake. Oh, I, you I lived on Nantucket. Right. Sorry about Nantucket that. Nantucket in there. Yeah. I mean, I only lived there for a year because right. I couldn't. Stand it's fine. It. Yeah, yeah. But cop gets out of the car and he's like, "Have you been drinking?" And my kids come to the door and immediately. Start screaming like somebody's sticking a knife in their back. Yeah, and I'm like, officer, I'm so sorry, but my kids, yeah, are out of control. Right, and I, I my wife called and said right. that there was an emergency, right. and I had to get home because right. my kids are going to murder each other. That's and he's right. like, I get it, and he just walked <laughs> away. And I was like, oh, thank God you you were sturdy. <laughs> Usually, usually, yeah. Usually, Sam Baldwin. Here's candy. Here's ice cream. Here's chocolate cake. Why are you hassling dad? Mom's got the heroin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I mean, look, man. There's stuff. If See, the cop, thought, here's my thing. Go ahead, John. Until you fuck up, you shouldn't be. Uh, you're pre. You're pre fucking people. Okay, yep. so yeah. You got drunk, right? But you haven't really done anything. You right. haven't really done anything yet. So I you've agree. You've been drinking and you're driving. Yep. yep. But like in Germany, right. you could drink and drive. But if you got in an accident, or if you ran somebody right. over, if you had yeah. a thing, you got fucked. Super fucked. And yeah. that's the right, right way to do it. Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. Clearly, you said you drink here, thirteen you get a times. DUI, you get another DUI. Right. You get yeah. another DUI. You're still driving. Then you hit somebody and finally kill somebody, and like it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're you're going to go to jail for five years. So we have. Motor to bring it back to motorcycles. So here in our on your here in our state, here in this state, I had this discussion argument <laughs> with a guy who's in charge of 
who was allowed to drive in our state. And uh, I had a problem because certain things didn't make sense. I didn't understand some basic rules. I didn't understand some shit about like why we were going to have electric bicycles mm-hmm. that for some magical reason, the electric bicycle could go 29.9 miles per hour, mm-hmm. 30 miles per hour. And you could ride that electric bicycle with no sort of a credibility or credentials or whatever you might have. And that was okay. But if it went over that at all, then that was not an electric bicycle anymore. That was a motor vehicle. The second it went over 30 miles per hour. When we already had legislation from the 70s that said that if you had pedals on a vehicle with a gasoline-powered motor, Mm -hmm. that it could be up to one horsepower and go 20 20, miles per hour. 20 miles per hour. And you uh, can't ride that in the bike lane. (laughs) But you wouldn't need a license for that. Okay. And so we have a lot of conflicting data. And there are different states have different rules. Okay. And so I said, well, why don't we just have a rule that says if the vehicle can't go over 30 miles per hour, you don't need a license for it. Mm-hmm. that's just it we're just going to end the rule right there just have a very basic rule that says if it can't go over 30 miles per hour you don't need a license for it well we couldn't do that well okay and uh then i said well why don't we have a rule that says something like if it can't go over if it's gas or electric we have to acknowledge the existence of electric vehicles because there's plenty of electric vehicles bicycles and scooters already out there on the streets right now today i promise you and we have to say that they're either illegal or they're not illegal. Like homeboy that goes by here at about 812 miles an hour on his electric scooter. Every- and you see his feet moving like he's pedaling? <laughs> yeah. And he's going super fast. Yeah. Or right? scooters or those little scooters. Stand-up scooters. That's yeah. yeah. what I'm right. saying. I the dude in the helmet that's like... That they were starting to crack. Like, okay, so there's a, there's type one, type two, and type three. There's three different licenses for electric vehicles. Yeah. Right. And like, well, even electric bicycles. Right. Yeah. So if it's, right. It, Low speed, medium make, speed, and high speed. trying to make them pedal assist only. Right. The throttle only, being able to... California's throttle. that way already. Yep. Yeah. So I asked the guy that's in charge of these things, and I said, well, well, you know, if we had one system that made sense, it would be a lot easier on everybody. And I said, why is it that uh, in states around us, a 49cc mm. is legal for people without a license? But not here. He says, we don't want anybody who the state has taken away your driving privileges, whether it's DUI or driving under suspension or driving without financial responsibility insurance, would for whatever reason, we've taken your license from you. We don't want you to be able to get to work in the morning on anything but public transportation, which yeah. as you know, if you live here, is not an option. No, it's so st- it's stupid. It's just, it's not an option. I can get from Avon Lake where I live to my building, my shop, with a... 20-minute walk to a bus stop, and then a one-hour, 70 or one-hour, 50-minute ride on the bus. How many so transfers do you have to take? Two. two. So it takes two. So it's possible. So it's possible. <laughs> it just takes two and a half hours yeah, it's, it's, it's to get to my shop from here. It's not practical. So I would be putting in an eight-hour workday plus five hours. So 13-hour workday. That'll make you think twice about losing your life. Exactly. So I said, well, rather than have that be the answer what if we just acknowledged that you could ride a 49 cc 
with a DUI, you know? Mm-hmm. No, no. Because the cost of driver's license reinstatement is yeah. where the money is. Sure. Yeah, it's all money, man. That's all it is. So I assure you this. Getting the DUI has a fine and a oh, fee yeah. and a court appearance and a lawyer. And if you take away the reinstatement process, and at this point I will, I will, subvert, I will say the reinstatement process. <laughs> if you take away the reinstatement process, which is twenty or $30,000 mm-hmm. over how many years, that's hurting the state. And that's why they don't want to let guys who've had DUIs operate 49 cc's that happen to go 45 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Because it makes it too easy for them to get to work. And they won't go through the trouble of getting their license reinstated, which is a bullshit thing. Yeah. And I feel terrible about that when I have people coming to my shop that are great human beings that say, what can I ride that doesn't require a license? And I'm like, a Schwinn. A, a huffy and nothing nothing will What's help that? moped no you can't ride a moped nope you, you can't have you have a license. license right yeah nothing yeah. nothing helps people that are right. down on their luck and having bad time in life right get back on track than Thank not you. having a job feeling yeah, more lost and other shit you could have the greatest job in the world but if it takes you two and a half hours to get there yeah whatever you could be an engineer at sherwin-williams but if you live where i do and you work at sherwin-williams and you have to use public transportation, it's going to take you two and a half hours to yeah, get there. Your life sucks. I kind of want to challenge the whole notion that yeah. you know, driving is a privilege. It's not a right. Correct. Well, you've basically built a construct. In Thank you. I can't exist if I don't drive. So Right. That's the whole movement now that they don't it get licenses kind of and they right. say you can't force me to get one because I'm required to drive to get to work and right. you can't take away my, you know, my free, I mean, my not right freedom, my... Right. My right to employment. So why don't you just start a business, John? I have a perfect, instead of a Yoder toter, you could have a drunk wagon. That's <laughs> right. Tails on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> Some Bloody Marys ready. You know, like, oh, you want a little Irish cream? I will say this. Last <laughs> year, every couple of years, you know, we've carried a couple of electric bikes in our history. Yeah. And so last yeah. year I took one of our electric bikes and yeah. I rode it home. Yeah. It will still take you five hours to get home because we're going to hit like four bars. On <laughs> <laughs> and so I did take an electric bicycle home that can go 30. Yeah. You know, and I rode an electric bike home that can go 30. And I made it home in about 35 minutes, 45 minutes. And that's pretty fucking great, you know, to go home. Yep. Now, it turns out that particular bike is a little too spicy for Ohio's loss. Yeah. But anyway, you know, uh, that's just one of those one of those things where we but, talk about. And I think right now with the way things are going with cops and seeing all yeah. this stuff, if you're a, a your age man yeah. riding an electric bike down yeah. the street and you're doing like just driving down the street, yeah. you're not getting pulled over. Oh, no. I got pulled over because uh, I wasn't wearing a helmet. Really? I got pulled over in Rocky River. On a bicycle. On a bicycle. When's the rule about helmets on bicycles? Turns out. Oh, electric bikes have a rule? Oh, well, Mentor has a rule that says you must wear a, bi- a helmet whilst riding a bicycle. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but, but you don't need one on a motorcycle. <laughs> that's, that's exactly. ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, a lot of waffles in, con- in government. <laughs> they, yeah, they should make a law that says when you make a law, you have to remove a law. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be so many laws like the Ohio liquor law. Yeah. So you want to have white claw. Are you willing to give up pappy? Right. Right. You want Malort? Are you willing to give up anything good? Did you guys see that Malort's coming to Cleveland? Oh yeah, 
Yeah. So that's right. Listeners, if you if you now we have a second option instead of Chicago, Cleveland's gonna have Malort. Why? Because people want it. No, they don't. <laughs> no, nobody wants nobody it. Nobody wants Malort. Nobody wants it. Dude, if I was still drinking, I'll down a bottle. That, it's been I a love fuck you. Stuff. It's been a fuck you that could be administered when you were in the city of Chicago. Hence the Chicago handshake. A shot of Malort <laughs> and a can of old style. Yeah. You get a can of old style and a shot of Malort. It's called a Chicago handshake. Yeah. It's best served with a hearty fuck you. <laughs> yeah. $3.75 and a fuck you, right? Oh. It is an absolute thing. And so me, age over 50, yeah. me, not even remotely cool, <laughs> me riding an electric bicycle that costs over $2,000, Sure, home to my house, in the great white suburban mecca of Avon Lake. Which at this point in the year of 2023, right. what cop doesn't know who you are? Like, I mean, like just because they of should. how many things you in ride over for as many times as they pull you over. Exactly. Yeah, right. Just on a motorcycle. They should have a poster on the wall that says, please, don't fuck with this guy. <laughs> yeah, right. He's going to make you feel bad. Especially from here to your house. To right? here to my house. Yeah, right. Because I've lived there forever. <laughs> right? Right. And for real, like not even joking around, guy pulls me over. And I'm on a bicycle, so I don't even know how to act. <laughs> I got pulled over in a boat. I didn't, an insurance. I didn't know how to act either, right? So I pull over, and the guy's like, got your license? And I was like, no, bicycle license? Not since I've been like 10. Yeah. <laughs> you get the sticker for the back sticker. fender back in the 70s. That was it, man. <laughs> like, hey, yeah, I got a license. Yeah. Why are you pulling me over? Yeah. Oh, you were going over 25. Was it going over but it's a bicycle. Like, what if you were just huffing it? The state state laws, my that the 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 particular fucking shire that I was going through, you know, Rocky River on Dude, Route 6. I tried well, my wife when I know. we were dating and she lived in Clifton yeah. and I was racing bicycles, yeah. I would train. I'd go from there all the way to Sheffield Lake and back, and I try to do it in like forty-five minutes. And I did I'd you average, go over twenty-five miles per hour while you're going through Rocky River? I did. I was then you're speeding, my son. But man, that's fucking weird. I doesn't never, matter what you're on. Uh, you can be on a fucking skateboard. Uh, speed limit. Speed limit. limit Twenty-five. Well, then you're speeding. Fair game. Isn't that what you just said? I got I got pulled for speeding. Uh, wow. Because I was going apparently twenty-seven, and you were in the little little right-hand side little bike lane thing. Thing. I was lycra. I was one lycra away from being <laughs> that guy. So, so an instrument that's plus or minus five doesn't matter. You got pulled over again. For- did I did I mention that I was pulled over by something other than a robot? I was pulled over by a police officer. He made the decision to pull me over. He made the decision to protect his city by pulling my ass over for twenty seven <laughs> in a twenty five on a bicycle on my way home. From my job. Right. See an opportunity to be extra pricky today. That's right. I wonder if I can add to the coffers of my particular shire. And he pulled me over and he said, where's your helmet? And I said, with my motorcycle. Yeah. And he said, no, no. Where's your helmet? In our village or our city or our town or our community, you're required to wear a helmet whilst pedaling a bicycle. In our homeland. And I said... (laughs) Well, in my state, I'm not required to wear a helmet on a motorcycle if I've had a license for over one year. Right. Does that apply for things? Take that. Yeah, so how does that apply? And he said, no. He goes, if you're riding a bicycle in the city, you are required to wear a helmet. Huh. And I said, 
Does that go for all athletic equipment? Because I'm an asshole. What do you mean by that? Well, I asked him, I said, does that go for all athletic equipment? Because I perceive that a bicycle is a toy. Right. To me, a bicycle is a toy. Because four-year-olds can ride them. Right. Right? Sure. A four-year-old can ride a vehicle that is in not any big way different than the one I was riding. I think Lakewood has such law. I know. (laughs) Again, here we are. And so I looked at the guy and I said, the fact that you and I are having this conversation right now is a waste of the resource that is you. And what's wrong with this world? (laughs) You are a valuable asset to this community. Why are we talking? Yeah. And why are you demanding to see my credentials? Right. And my papers. (laughs) See papers. (laughs) See German. (laughs) Let me Uh, see the papers. So what papers? I'd like to see the baby. You've not been mistreated while you will ask the questions. (laughs) As in your joke. I want to see the baby. (laughs) Anyway, after a five-minute exchange that was teetering on dickish, (laughs) we both agreed that it was a pretty ridiculous situation. That if he wrote me a ticket for anything, I was going to be the guy to fight it. And that he should probably just let me proceed gaily can they can they i mean like if you fought that if you're simone you want some oh you're gonna fight it well i've been i get some court john i've been i know that situation but so you know that's where my brain was going i know you know but i'm saying but at two (laughs) over wouldn't they have to prove that that bike has zero um uh uh, speedometer like you could argue like if you're doing 50 in a 25 you can't argue that your speedometer was off at twenty-seven, like radar, radar that's what I'm saying. Like, am I going to jump off of my electric bicycle and demand to see the officer's readout on his recently no, 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 calibrated no, no. radar? I'm not talking K-band about that. I'm saying, I'm laser. saying your bicycle. I'm saying the thing that you were on that yeah. probably doesn't even have a does it have a speedometer? Yes. Okay. So how do you know? It was probably ten miles per hour off. That's what. Of I'm, course it was. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. So like, if you were going to fight it, there's no way it would hold up in court because you they'd have to they'd have to prove that that thing was no. accurate. No, they would not. They would have to only say you were speeding. You'd have to prove you weren't. Okay, either way, that's the way the law works. Pull you over, right. Make you feel bad. Thank you. And hopefully write you a citation that you would just pay because right. it's cheaper to pay a two hundred dollar ticket than pay a nine hundred dollar attorney. Right. Right. So that's the way law works. But anyway, I thought it was pretty hilarious that me got pulled over for riding a bicycle. Again, still think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right? Again. Yeah, all right. Well done, you defender of freedom. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Glad you're wearing that Kevlar vest and those military BDUs. Right. You got your SWAT badges all over you. And then while well, you were right. pulled over, like yeah. three of your Avon Lake neighbors lost like garden utensils and things because <laughs> people were just robbing <laughs> shit. Anyway, <laughs> but it's just one of those silly things that we talk about, you know, in here in our world where we don't, you know, nobody's killing us. Right. Nobody okay. shot at me today, so I get to be pulled over by a young White man. People White people problems. White people. pulled over my bicycle. Going first, first world problems. Yeah, and I didn't get my ass beat, right? So that's what it is. And I just think it's one of those hilarious things about the motorcycle community that when you are when you are a guy riding a bicycle through Rocky River with no helmet on, you might get pulled over. Yeah. When you're one of 200 people riding through Rocky River on the sidewalks and lawns doing wheelies, you don't get pulled over. 
you don't get pulled no, over. No, no, no. Not even close. Right. Or if you're on a C70 passport, do it minding your own business, you get pulled over. DWQ. No, they pulled me over because his daughter bought a his daughter bought a uh, moped. Oh. No, that's just yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just a op- rolling sales opportunity. I get pulled yeah. over those all the time. I thought it was DWQ driving while queer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I got pulled over because my rear light flickered when I applied the brake in Rocky River. In Rocky River, of course you did. Because I and the late, I said this is a six volt system, and you know it's a little bit low because the battery's always dead and whatever. It, Sir, it, was, it flickered. That's what she said. That's what she pulled me over Sir, for. Sir, it flickered. Yeah. Did you not flickering. see the hand signal? I said it's flickering now. Because <laughs> you're so hot. It's flickering. <laughs> of course it's flickering. It's working. Yeah. This is just part of what it is. It's I mean, as, as much as it's ridiculous. My Rocky River pullover was on my CB750 with a vintage blade on it. Yeah. And he's like, pulled me over. I'm like, uh, so where are you going? Uh, I'm going to a vintage motorcycle club meeting over here. In wink, Rocky wink. River. Nod, nod. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just checking because you're riding with that vintage plate. You know you're not so. I'm like, yeah. well, no. I'm, yeah. I, here's my. I'm the vintage Japanese motorcycle club field rep of Northeast Ohio. And then he shit oh, his pants. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm sorry, sir. Would you like to look into this can of worms you've just opened? Yeah. I have answers for all your questions. I like how Kromke That's what I was gonna say. says that he puts a Facebook group posting up of an event anytime he's going to ride a vintage bike anywhere yeah. yep. on a Tuesday or Wednesday well, or whatever. What, so they've got yeah. it down now. So between yeah. Nick and yeah. Dan and uh, this other guy, Mike, yeah. there's at least Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Oh, and Peter Honda. He, has, okay. he does Thursday. So now there's four days a week covered. <gasps> By vintage, vintage bike events? nights at oh different bars. God. So if you want to go out, you have yeah. a choice on every night that you can go somewhere. I get pulled over driving a Previa. Yeah. With historical plates on it. And my steering wheel's on the wrong side of the vehicle. And the guy's like, um, I see you got a historical plate back there. And I look at him and I go, and what does that mean? Yeah. And he's like, wait, no, that's my job. You're only allowed to go in parades. I've heard that a million times. Yeah. I'm like, that's why now I just immediately flip it around. And I'm just like, and what does that mean, yeah, officer? What since is it? You're, since you're pulling me over, what does that mean? And, and I learned act, that from my wife. The thing is so vague. Like the yeah. actual, the actual law. Like the way they say it. What you're allowed on. Would you like me to quote? Matter of fact, it's not vague at all. It's not quote it's vague it, at all. It says exactly. John, step number one. Uh, I, uh, I can do it. It's. For repairs, to or from repairs or service to the vehicle. From repairs to, to. Or from a, a vintage motorcycle event. Yep. And then to or if you're buy, if test riding, if you're selling it, buying or selling, buying or selling. Yep. Photographing. I thought on weekends, weekends and holidays. Yeah. Parades or festivals. Right. Club events. And it also says no regular riding. That's exactly so right. If he sits there and watches you and sees you every morning going to right. work and back, yep. that's regular. I got riding. pulled over in my '69 El Camino. Because the guy watched me go back and forth to work every day. So in the Heights, you know, I was living there. And so I was living in the Heights, and the guy pulled me over in my own driveway for 69 El Camino Supersport. And he's like, you've been driving this to work every day for the past four days. And I said, I've been working on this bitch every day for the past four days. Right. And he went, what? And I went, <laughs> well, where I work is also my shop. Right. So... I have been riding, driving to work 
right. and working on the car every single day. And what, what constitutes work? Exactly. If I, if I unscrew the, the, the tire cap doesn't valve matter. and put it back on, it I doesn't did matter. work. As I said to the guy, <laughs> write me the ticket. Go ahead. You'll feel better. Write me the ticket right now. You'll feel better. But we're going to go to court and you're going to lose. Right. Because I'm going to show you that the shop that I get my truck worked on, this is way back in the day, is exactly shares a parking lot with the place I work. Right. And I'm going to bring an invoice for the shop, Papu's Auto Repair, that says that I've been getting my car serviced here every day for the past seven months. Right. A little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit there. I got a bag of parts behind the seat, spark plugs, cap, rotor, that all say that work is happening. Right. But write me the ticket, you'll feel better. Let's sort it out in court later. Unless you don't want your sergeant looking at you for bringing in bullshit tickets. Right. And if that's the case, maybe just ask me about my kick-ass car with no door handles, and then you can roll out. Public service announcement? Yeah. Unless you're Phil, yeah. never tell the police officer to go ahead and write you a ticket. Yeah, I've right. done it a bunch. Right. Yeah. Unless you're Phil. <laughs> right. Don't ever just be extremely confident. Right? Uh, because ultimately, they're fishing. Yeah. Ultimately, they're hoping you're going to be uh, submissive. Say, what's that box next to you? Is that heroin? Oh, oh I got gotcha. you. <laughs> well, uh, but I've been driving with vintage plates since I was 15 years old. Right. Right? So I'm pretty familiar with it. The thing is, they can't challenge you for any... Ser- you don't have to prove it. You just have to say the right thing. Right. Dude. And as soon as you say the right thing... Right. They can yeah, write you. Really do it any farther. They so wait, really you said for it. pictures, right? Right. So I work for Summit Racing as yeah. a photographer. Yeah. I'm just fucking taking this for pictures. Trust every me. Day. Always, I've been there, done that. I'm yeah. driving it out down to the Cleveland sign. I want to take a picture of my bike. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to take a ton. I'm gonna. I'm listing it for sale tomorrow. I'm gonna to go get my pictures at the Kickass at the lake or whatever. Your your Doesn't wife matter. really wanted me to bring the bike over to take a picture on it. <laughs> but the point is, there is a, dude. I used to run model year plates, so I'd have a plate on the back of my Camino El Camino yeah. that's at a '69 El Camino, and the plate was a 1969 Ohio plate. Yeah, right. A white yeah. plate with blue letters. Yeah. And then I had the real plate, the the vintage plate, in a folder behind my seat. So you had to have the vintage plate with you, the historical plate with you. Right. But then you had display model year plates you could put out on the vehicle. Yeah. Dan has that on his to complete. Yeah. yeah, to complete the uh, the show of the vehicle. Well, that I mean, nobody mistakes that it's not a '68; it's a '69. Exactly. So the point up. being that we can put fictitious plates on our vehicle if we fill out a form, right? That says we are doing it with their acknowledgement, right. and I do it all the time. And it is a funny, weird hole in the law because you don't ever have to get an e check or whatever, and you can do your thing. But again. If you're driving it all the goddamn time, and I've got seven or eight motorcycles that I drive that have historical plates on them, and it's just that's the rule. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Right. You know, if that's the rule, you're state. Dude, my buddies are in Wisconsin. They've got 15 plates that all have the same number on them. Yeah, like not even our historical plates and stuff. They all have the same plate because they're collector, they're vehicle collectors. So their plate is like A B C one two. Oh, yeah. For but they have 20 plates. Yeah, right. Because it's collector vehicle thing. Yeah. And that's how they roll. Well, that makes more sense anyways. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't a the person... The plate comes back to you. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Instead of the car. Why am I not insured? Right. I'm the one who's going to be crashing the bitch. Yeah, who cares about how many, what vehicles... Why do I care if the bitch is insured? I should be insured. Right. The car doesn't have a different driving record. The car is just a piece of equipment. Right. 
I'm the person that should be insured. And that's the way they do it in England, right? It is. It's a lot of places. Goes with- well, and Michigan does no-fault insurance where, you know, the person, whatever car they're driving is, is insured. Yeah, yeah. And different places, different regions have that. But again, if somebody else is driving John's car, right? how do they know that John hasn't been paying his insurance? Right. Well, if you're insured on you, and you're driving John's car, that's all that should matter. Right, doesn't matter. Right, I agree. If we're going to kowtow to the silly thing called insurance, which is ludicrous to begin with, right. in absence of our own financial ability to take care of our situations and the things we fuck up in the world, we have given money to an alternative source to provide us with a level of security to make sure you don't take our house if I kill you with my car. Right. Which we don't do the same thing for our guns or anything else that kills people. Or let them right. do things where you you know for thirteen years you've paid every month your yes. premium, yeah. and then <laughs> this is what happened to me, and this is when I was like, you know what, this place did you get suck. canceled? No, no well, no, <laughs> uh, pretty much, but like this was fucking crazy. So like, yeah. I, okay, admittedly, when I was twenty, my driving record was horrible. It's pretty much everybody here was the same thing. Yes. So then years later, everything cleared up, whatever. So now I have fifteen years of clean driving right. records, whatever. Yeah. Never miss a payment. My, I, I, the car, I get hit by a semi, right. totals the car. Right. First accident right. ever. Ever. Not my fault. No. Cops issue fucking things to everybody else. Yep. I'm the innocent guy that yep. just got mauled, dropped, or $2,000 a month or something like yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Like, how is that legal? Right. It has nothing to do with it's me. It's bullshit. Nothing to do with my driving. It's absolutely bullshit. Yeah, it's fucking absolutely terrible. Bullshit. Yeah, it's terrible. That industry, man. We what? have a law in our state that says I'm allowed to have bonded insurance. Like, So if you have enough money in the bank, Mm-hmm. If you have a certain amount of money in the bank that you don't have to pay for insurance from Geico or State Farm or whatever. Yeah, because you can just pay. I mean, the minimum coverage is $10,000. So if you can put $10,000. Well, they require like 30000 I think, yeah, for but, a bond. But that's what it should be. I mean, if you're only requiring $10,000 worth of insurance. And right. I, if like, I put 10000 into the bank and promise. Like the general. The general is like the absolute bottomless pit of like whatever the minimum requirement is. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way some people can get the thing, but you're right. It's like ten grand or something like that. My insurance company, my agent didn't pay the insurance company. I took a check into him, didn't pay the insurance company. They canceled my insurance. I called the company. I'm like, hey, the, your agent did not pay my insurance. Okay, you could have your insurance back. Thousand dollars more, doubled my the cost of my insurance, doubled it. If you because you had new insurance, you were a new <coughs> customer. They said I was a new customer. I'm like, I had your insurance for ten years. Your agent didn't pay. It's your fault. It's your agent's fault. And they doubled my insurance. Yeah, you should have called somebody. I That's called not- I called everybody. And then like I a lawyer? Like, no, I, I went to another insurance company and they gave me the same rate that I had there before then. Yeah. And well, that's satisfactory. You get to go tell them to fuck their hat. My my agent told me to go ahead and file a claim whenever that thing flew up and hit my car because yeah. it was a no fault claim. He's like, yeah. no fault claim doesn't affect your cover. Like, it's not right. going to affect your oh, premium man. or anything like that. That doesn't count when it's another car, apparently. Because it's I got hit in a parking lot, but it's their fault, which it should be like no fault to you. Right. I wasn't in the car. Right. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I was in a store and I got my fucking insurance dropped. I came out. I was like, what the fuck? And that car's all smashed. And this dude's like, I'm so sorry. And there's a note on it. Your insurance is good. Sorry, we dropped you. (laughs) It sucked. I was pissed. Oh, whatever. It is. And insurance is just, that's that's one of those tough things. There's a lot of things wrong with our society. And insurance is one of the biggest ones. I was funny because. Especially with health insurance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at that because I was like, well, why the fuck am I paying car insurance? Because 
according to the state of Ohio, if I've got $50,000 of cash or assets on hand, I don't need to have car insurance. You have to send the bond to the state, though. Or it's, so if you I, want to do it, you have to... Right. right so, you, and that's not a problem. It's cheaper than paying for insurance, trust me. And so I contacted the state of Ohio, and I said, according to this ORC, this is the law. And as luck would have it, I'm fortunate enough that I have those kind of assets standing by. Mm-hmm. So can I get a, a statement or something that says that I'm self-insured? And they went, oh, we haven't issued one of those in a long time. Hmm. And I said, well, but you can, right? And they're like, well, we don't have a paper or anything that says that. So how can you be in compliance? Or a form. How can you be in compliance? Exactly. Yeah. And that's the idea. Oh, So that's the idea. Right. So even though the law says that you're allowed to be self-insured, there's no way to prove that you're self-insured if you're pulled over. You just have to carry around 50 Gs. That's what I was joking. <laughs> I, I literally, I asked them, I was like, License so. License insurance, you're hold this. <laughs> I was just saying, I was like, so what you're telling me is I just need to carry a bank statement with me at right, all times, right? right? So, so what's your topic, Steve Hoffer, that you brought to the podcast because you were supposed to? <laughs> Why you keep shitting yourself? Because That's Taco time Bell. Look, every time I look at you, I want some hate mail to- towards you. Please say there's some hate mail there has towards to Johnny be. Mac. There's got to be <laughs> some hate mail through somebody. Can somebody out there just please hate him for next week? We've had He's so been much. bugging the hell out of me. Scrub talk, scrub talk, our scrotum talk. Yeah. Drink your drink. Scrotum talk said, I have to agree with Tom. Harley's do oh. suck. I've been riding one for close to 50 years. I wouldn't kick a dead dog in the ass with one. <laughs> I love how he says he's been riding one for 50 years, and he wouldn't kick a dead dog in the ass with one. Well, he also pays a lady to kick his nuts, so I mean, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> he pays us 20 bucks, so fuck yeah. it. He's good people. That's what I just said. Yep. He pays a bunch Amen, of to kick his nuts. Um, this, is, uh, this is a fucking hilarious one that... Um, mm, on the topic of Renee... Packing her box. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Darren Bemrose, who is apparently outside of our shipping area. (laughs) Uh. Darren Bemrose is a little upset. Uh Darren says, I am happy to pay the shipping costs so I can have the Renee stuffed box experience. (laughs) 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 It is an experience. (laughs) He says, let me know, and I will send you the funds. Cheers, Daz. Uh, so I, I read that to Renee yesterday, and I said, hey, Renee. Yeah, by the way. How, this- do you, how, do you feel about, how do you feel about stuffing your box and sending it to England? Yeah, international box International box stuffing. Box stuffing. <laughs> 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 and it turns out she says, you know what? Did she give her consent? <laughs> <laughs> Stamped right on the box. That's <laughs> 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 when she's stuffing her box. I can smell the consent. <laughs> Fuck, man. Oh shit. I can't. I can't hire anybody else. <laughs> 
I had to bring the last one from fucking New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Oh, All right. Fuck. So, so Renee said she would gladly stuff her box for Daz, or or put yeah Daz's stuff in her box or whatever. Yeah. But it turns out we came across this thing called pirate ship. Huh? And pirate ship is like one of those like you know use us and it's not as expensive. Dude, uh, what, you got to find out whatever. If you look up Boomstraka Braking in the Netherlands, they are a, a motorcycle breaker. Okay. Or you know. Yeah. Parts dismantler, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got me a part in two days for twelve dollars. Okay, this is the thing I want our people. To, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, here's the way the world works. I order parts from the Germans. Germans, and to get the part from the Germans to Cleveland, <laughs> it costs like. 11 bucks. Yeah, nothing. For me to mail that part to Texas. Oh, yeah. It costs like $30. And takes seven days longer. And takes much longer. Yeah, it's All insane. Right? Let me tell you, it is not a fair playing field. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, I get like, There are things that other places do better than us. Healthcare, apparently post, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to that, yes, you're absolutely right. So I we signed up for this silly thing you know i should probably be getting sponsorship money from them whatever but we signed up for this thing and renee's like wow our patreons so she's been able to sneak a few extra things into her box hmm, cool so she's been able to increase her box stuffing capability. so over the time she's been able to expand her box well i think that as things. a result of us choosing better ah. and making better decisions She's able to better stuff her box. So, so she's learned the Tetris method of, of stuffing her box. Yeah. Well, we've already done that. The yeah. post would be cheaper in this country if it wasn't so cheap for Amazon to use the post. Well, that's exactly it, right? You know, and they're I subsidizing. She's able to squeeze a little bit more into her box. She has been able to squeeze a little more in her box. In fact, we're giving people now these Ukrainian stickers. So yeah. you see on the side of my headphones. Yeah, those are there cool. Uh, we have some Cleveland Moto stickers that we've done with some uh, Slava Ukraina uh, stickers. Because why not? Right. So we're throwing a couple of those in the boxes now, too. So you get some Ukrainian stickers, Cleveland Moto, cool stickers for that kind of shit, too. Nice. Because you know what? Nobody likes to be fucking invaded. No. Not nobody. I don't care who you are. I don't I don't care who you are. Being invaded sucks. Yeah. My yard was invaded by squirrels, and I hated it. Exactly. So fuck. Putin isn't being invaded. Fuck those squirrels. But it was a really funny deal. Oh, and I did want to say, Wesley Herbert. Just became a $20 patron. What a great a fucking name. A $20 fucking... Herbert the Herbert. Say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, why don't you come on over? <laughs> so, and and he just sorry bailed uh, out. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Hey, John, remember <laughs> at the $20 level... Now, you remember, I've been asking for some negative feedback. I seem to have spilled my juice on your shirt. Would you mind taking it off real quick? I'll wash it. You're sitting on his lap. (laughs) When he comes to the podcast. When he shows up to the podcast. Who wants to take their pants off and play Captain (laughs) Neptune? What was the one where, like. It doesn't matter. No, but all the kids. I don't know, whatever. When you stop stop imitating, it stops being funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Don't don't go into that. Don't do the deep dive on that shit. And Paul Charney, Paul Charney also signed up. 
So we're getting a new Patreon, which we're is gonna kind have of to have a amazing. second podcast for all the people that are going to be able to talk on this thing. I'm, you know what? I'm completely thrilled about the <laughs> idea of people chiming in. But so, we're going to have yeah. to now that this is becoming yes. this big of a thing. Yeah. I'm going to have to get on the tech side and get a phone device that actually doesn't sound like shit. We're going to have to do it better. Yeah, yeah we'll have. To I kind of had it going with the Oscar thing, but his yeah. phone connection sucked. It that sucked. Day. It wasn't great. But the audio part of it should work. So we need to, we're going to do some testing. Our Patreons deserve better. Yeah, we're going to do some testing. They deserve better. They honestly do. I mean, there's just no better way to put it. We want to make sure you get a quality experience. Show up live. Now, that's my favorite idea right there. Well, of course. Showing up live is the solid move. Nobody's ever came here and had a bad time. No. Yet. Yet. (laughs) There's some people that woke up in the the parking lot of Porco's that regretted some things. Not, yeah, not our fault. No. No, you may have been overserved. Not our fucking problem. Now, come to the Cleveland Moto podcast and wake up with a condom on your ass. Will you tell anybody? You wouldn't say that? a word. No, that's it. <laughs> Good. And you know what? What's funny, what's funny is um, there's a new menu over at Porco. Yeah. And we were over the other night test driving some of the new drinks. And it's because you got to do it quality control. Mm-hmm. And there's two or three new drinks in the menu. And first of all, I'm very happy to announce that the Roman Twist, my drink, it's, it's officially on. on the menu. Oh, nice. Yeah, it has, it, it's never been officially on the menu before. Hmm. So this is the first time ever my personal drink is on the menu. And I'm convinced it's because of our podcast listeners showing up at Porco and going, give me a Roman twist. And uh, it's fucking cool. And That's all I ever get when I go there. It's hilarious. So. People are like, man, you are single-handedly responsible for that drink being popular. <laughs> and I'm not. It was our bartender from Porco years ago, yeah. Shannon, who was like, well, you like bourbon and you like coffee. Here you go. It's and, called a Roman twist. And they put the beans back in it so you could chew on the coffee you beans. You can chew on the coffee beans later which on. Which is the best. Which is pretty good. I bad. love chewing I love chewing coffee beans. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But that's it's really hard to miss that. I mean, like the Porco experience going in there and just getting your fucking mind blown out for a couple of hours is a good thing. Because there's no TVs in there. No. You are cut off from society. You are welcome to a salubrious confines of the Porco experience. The ambiance is the best. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And and it is a great place to disappear for four or five hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. And I and I do like it. The guys that are cooking now are like this weird, strange, <laughs> Filipino, Mexican. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It's so fucking good. They got the, the flavors. Huh? The food is just amazing coming out of that kitchen right now you know it's funny like all these people that are and this has nothing to do with that but like people yeah. come out with this this the whole racism thing and stuff right yeah but like how can why would you ever be like that you're gonna miss out on so much good food like oh are they, completely so are racists like i don't want to eat good like I, I can't eat mexican because i don't like them like you know what i mean like or what like that doesn't make any no sense, shit right oh, no if you're, you're, if you're so racist that's fucking up your diet yeah that's bad. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's bad. You don't want to eat like that. It's a simple reason not to be yeah. racist. For real. Especially America. <laughs> yeah. Especially Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. And it's... Which you posted the article, which was what? We're number one city for food? No, we're number two? seven. Seven? Okay. We're number seven in America, top 10 cities for food. Yeah. We're the number three fattest. Well, that's Are too. we? No. Yeah, yeah. We oh, can't yeah. be. Oh, yeah. There's got to be some southern states down there. No, I mean, I'm thinking Milwaukee. Yeah. Milwaukee's the biggest. Milwaukee's pretty big. Yeah. Milwaukee's pretty big. Chicago's pretty big. Mm. Chicago's pretty big. people? Okay. Yeah. And then I'm thinking what Steve said is the land of sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So the land of sweet tea and diabetes has got to have something yeah, going on us. Somebody down there. So like all of Alabama, right? I mean, that's it. Uh, you know, <laughs> fried chicken and sweet plus tea. All of all of Georgia. <laughs> Just think of Boss Hog, right? <laughs> right. Like, Big Bertha Brown. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a tough one when you think of like. Oh, here comes the typing. Oh yeah, for sure, man. And uh, how many? Like, what is the ownership ratio of? baggers oh yeah yeah right uh man uh i guess i guess florida's number three now oh that's that's the thing well that's because all the people from ohio moved to florida <laughs> that get, is true when they get that to is optimal, true. if you want to see a lot of, <laughs> and then they get to the optimal science they ship them down <laughs> if you want to see a lot of ohio license plates go to florida yeah right yeah it's true florida <laughs> and michigan yeah uh that's that is an absolute fucking fact right there but anyway, not to get onto it for too much of a thing. It's it's Ohio's a Cleveland is a very good place to eat. Yeah, uh, I I got a twelve dollar steak the other night at Booths in Lakewood by your house, mm-hmm. and it used to be called the Tam O'Shanter. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was trying to think. I'm like Booths. Where's Booths? The Tam O'Shanter. Yeah. It's by the old shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I went in there. Adam Constantine's was playing. He was playing keyboards with a dude playing guitar. And they were killing. Is that the sailboat guy? Yep. They were killing. And there were dogs in the bar. And there was a giant steak, a big baked potato, a salad. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't eat that dine on swine but or dine on flesh, but this food was great. Yeah. For every tavern he has that every, every Saturday. Saturday. Yep. Wow, man. I got fed good. And the music was great. And he closed his night with purple drank, purple drank. Uh. Nice, and that was a good close. Yeah, yeah, doing doing a, about a two hundred and seventy six bar <laughs> extended rip on purple drank. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, it was cool. It was a good night out. So that's like that's the Cleveland Entertainment dollar going further because I cleared the place with a twenty two dollar tab. Wow, that's dinner included. Dinner and two beers. Wow. Nice. So dinner and two beers on a twenty two dollar tab. You can afford to tip big. People in New York are killing you. Yeah, they are hating me right now. They're hating me hard. You had a 16-ounce steak. Yep. Baked potato, big as your head. Side salad, for can confirm. Right. And two beers. And they weren't shitty beers. They were like proper Abita, like right. good beers. Like like toxic blonde. Yeah. For 22 bucks. Game on. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Cleveland. And they weren't dumpster steaks. No, they were okay. good steaks. No, no, no. I'm saying in New York, you have to pay 22 bucks to get a steak out of the dumpster. Oh, no, you'd fight a rat for it. <laughs> right. for sure. Yeah. That's not that's not happening here. But it was pretty fucking rad. So awesome. I, I dig it. Anybody else got anything else? No, you know, I've been. <laughs> You've been holding the fucking Allen head in your no, head. No, but listen, so this is interesting. So for weeks and weeks and weeks in podcasts, this right. fucking thing's been living there and yep. I've been holding it. Yep. And I thought it was milled down. But no, it's, it's not, not milled down. It's. Why is it such a weird shape? Would you like to know? Yes. So under the seat of your Benelli TNT 135, yeah. there is an L-shaped hole in your seat to hold that particular Allen wrench. And the reason that particular Allen wrench gets skinny in the middle is so it goes into a clip that holds it. But do you see? I do see It's it. not turned down. No, it's not the turned down. It's, it's off-centered. It's cut. It's so weird. It's cut. It's like yep. off-centered. It's cut. And it's cut for a very specific reason. And Stamped. Yep. Yeah. It is a, yeah, really yeah. cool. And I just ordered a set of wrenches. I can't wait till they come in because I ordered a set of Allen 
wrenches. Yeah. But built into the Allen wrench in the short part of the Allen wrench yeah. is a socket that slides out. So a six millimeter Allen head wrench, Allen yeah. wrench is also a six millimeter socket. Oh, nice. Because the socket is slid down like a foreskin. So when the socket is slid down, yeah, and you just see the helmet, that's a six millimeter Allen. Yeah. But when you slide the socket up, like a man wearing a turtleneck sweater, that's a six millimeter socket. There you go. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So I'm waiting for these things to show up because I want to break them out. Because then this way, with like, you know, seven or eight Allens, yeah. you cover a bunch of sockets Every, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. Order 20 tens. So there's also this thing. It's like a button on a bear skin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when they come in, we're going to do a deep dive on these things because they're pretty cool. All right. From there, they're from Motion Pro, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so I ordered some fun stuff. We're going to talk about tools next week. And so I got some cool stuff coming in that we're going to want to have a have a chat about. Well, Smith and those guys will be back. So we'll They'll be back. The and we'll, that oh, we can talk about. We're going to have a house full of, <laughs> look, it'll be Pennington's will be back. Smith will be back. It'll be just full of tools. Yeah. It'll be a regular toolbox. It'll be a fucking tool show. All right. That's it. That's it. Fucking ride fast and take chances. Play us out, Johnny. Bump, 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 bump,